What's going on, everybody? I'm Kevin from Cigar Prop, and each and every week we come to you live on the I Tap That Cigar Show on our YouTube channel. We interview someone fun and exciting in the cigar world, and then about a week later, we upload that audio to various podcasting platforms. That's what you're listening to now. We try and cut out a lot of the stuff that won't make sense because you're listening to it instead of watching it. But if something doesn't make sense and you want to watch it, in the description is the link that will take you to our YouTube so you can watch the interview instead of listening to it. But if you want to continue listening to it, thank you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the I Tap That Cigar Show presented by Corona Cigar. I am your host, Kevin Shahan, and I am coming to you live from the Drew Estate Experience Asset Studios here on the sunny Gulf Coast of Florida. And with me is my co-host, Care. Care. What is going How on here? I'm doing fine, man. How are you doing? I, I am I am doing doing great. Um, I am excited. This is a first, Care, uh, this show right here. Um, here, is, here is my notes where questions should be, and there is not a single question. I don't have one. I just have the notes as in, you know, you know, make sure I for, don't forget all of our sponsors. I oh, know. I have questions. Yes, I, I, I know, I know you do. So <laughs> I'm super excited. Um, uh, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna bring this this gentleman to the show as we uh, continue here. Um, Jessica, producer Jessica, joining us in the background tonight as well. Um, and as always, um, doing all the tickers. All the fancy stuff and uh cigar show tim tim welcome to the uh to the show welcome thanks back. thanks for having me oh how you doing tonight well you, do you want the hey i'm doing great or do you want do you want the answer i just told you yeah yeah go ahead go ahead and let us know that uh that that you that you so, caught, the, caught the bug i did so so i'm hanging out with cigar craig craig vanderslice on saturday we're having lunch together, no big deal. And I had done, actually, that was Friday. I don't know what day it was. Yeah. And I had done, on Saturday, I did literally like 15 interviews, 10 interviews, whatever it was. I smoked 15-ish cigars on Saturday. I was going nonstop. So by Saturday morning, I was tired. And I was like, okay, I had a long day yesterday. I didn't eat dinner until like 9 o'clock uh, that night. And so I was like, okay, I just drained myself. Didn't drink enough water, drained myself. It is what it is. And then I read today and get a text from you, Kevin, and read today that Craig tested positive. And I was like, well, I've got a sore throat and a little cough. I don't have the fever. I'm not lethargic. I'm not super tired. You know, let me just rule it out because I've got some stuff for work coming up that I need to make sure one way or the other. I know the answer. Sure enough, bloop, two pink lines. I'm pregnant. Oh. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah, it was uh, several, several, and I don't want to say any other names, but several members of the media, um, at least one other manufacturer had tested positive. I know he posted it on Facebook. So, um, yeah. Well, yeah, Craig had, uh, you know, posted that. Um, I think Jennifer Nicole tested Oh, really? Positive, oh, okay. And that's what prompted him. He said he kind of felt. Yeah, I saw her there. I never got close to her, but I saw her there. Yeah. And then I, I didn't see. There were a lot of people that weren't there for the last day and a half, and now it makes sense. Yeah, I think she held my microphone, so I don't know. Now I'm going to have to, Oof. you know, yeah. So, all right, well, let's, uh, um, yeah, uh, and that, one, that was not a euphemism for anything else. She held my so, microphone. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, let's get right into it before we find out what everybody else is smoking. I have got to smoke a cigar, so 
Uh, it is time for the Cigar Medics Humidimeter Cut and Light. Remember, with the Cigar Medics Humidimeter, you always know when to hold them and know when to smoke them. And unfortunately, the new Humidimeter didn't show up until Saturday or Sunday? Late uh, Saturday. Oh, was it late Saturday? Because I saw uh, Rebecca Falkenberg posted that she got to hold one. Rebecca. Um, so I'm yep. at 62%. And not only am I, I get the, to, to measure the moisture of my cigar, now I get to cut it with the new Cigar Medics Baller that I've been using for uh, the last I week. I think it's beautiful. I love this. It is just, it took me a couple days just to get just to get used to it. Yeah. And and it just creates the, per you're not gonna see it because I, I don't have clean HDMI, so it doesn't autofocus. Um, I don't, I'm not fancy like Tim. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's um, absolutely fantastic. Did, uh, um, did you get to cut one? Did you, uh, did you get to see it, Tim, when you were there? Oh yeah, I got to stand there and play with it. And uh, Luigi was showing me the ball bearing, and it takes 22 minutes to cut it, and all he went all into it. It was oh awesome. yeah. Did you show? Oh. Did he show you how to sharpen this? Yes. So he so care. He's got a tool. Um, it looks like a um, um, I don't know, like a little football, I guess. And it's got a a, a little concave on both ends, shaped like the ball. So basically, you just stick it in there, and it oh, and wow. it just and it digs it against a sharpening stone. Yeah, you go you go up and down like five times and it sharpened. Yeah, it'll just yeah re resharpen wow. the uh, so yeah super super cool. So that's the I don't know of another cigar company or cigar like cutter that has ever that has ever offered anything. Not like as a like you know all the equipment I have. I take my diamond files you know to mine and I'll I'll right. sharpen it. But you know, no, nobody has diamond files. Um, no, but I don't know of any other cutter that has uh the like a a special tool to sharpen it yes yeah it's true so uh what's everybody smoking tonight i yeah. have got i have got the founders connecticut oh wait here we go you ready kevin i'm, I'm yep. gonna make you make you go oh man how do you focus that quick Boom. oh yeah okay wow, was, gosh it's like coming at me yeah founders connecticut it, it, it is yeah i figured i'd go mild and easy you know considering i'm sick yeah, yeah. <laughs> any impact uh, on the uh, taste buds no none whatsoever it, it, the reality of it is it, if this was 2019 i'd tell you i have a cold right. yeah. yeah now you've already had covid once before though yeah i had it in january yeah so uh care what are you smoking tonight i'm smoking a sandella mine's not as cool when it comes in 3d <laughs> right on still focuses though uh, and uh, jessica I'm smoking the Arlequin by Fratello. Oh, the Arlequin uh, by Fratello. So, uh, and I am smoking a cigar that that a lot of people don't give a lot of loving to, but uh, they are a sponsor of ours. Is uh, is Dona Lydia? The Dona Lydia. Uh, one day I'm gonna get that. Um, made by the uh, Oliva Tobacco family, not Oliva Cigars, but the first family of tobacco, the Oliva Tobacco. This is the only cigar they make, and it's the Dona Lydia. Doesn't get enough loving in the in the in the cigar community. I smoke them, take my pictures online, but uh, I figured I'd smoke one tonight. And um, like I said, absolutely fantastic cigar. So definitely um, check out Dona Lydia. Uh, and with that being said, uh, normally before we bring on our guest tonight, uh, we'd like to take a minute to uh, <laughs> to thank all of our uh, sponsors for making this show happen each and every week. So thank you to J.C. Newman Cigars, Cigar Medics, Amendola Cigars. We are the muscle. Excelsior Tobacco, makers of the Dona Lydia, 
GTO cigars, those who know smoke GTO, Corona cigar, and of course, Drew Estate and Experience Asset. All right, you know, I was looking for their uh, the, the new Cigar Medics draw tool because I think they showed it at the, at the show. But uh, oh, there it is. I just wanted to show everybody that because now we can kind of officially show this off too. Tim, did you see uh, this one? Yeah, that uh, thing's awesome, ingenious. It, it, it really is. It, it for people that can't, you know, see, it's actually got some rails on it to where you can actually stick yeah. it in. No, Kevin, and, you can't see it. Well, yeah, you don't have Tim's. And setup. then you just go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's all. And then you can just, and every time you rotate the cigar, it actually puts a hole in a different spot. So you can actually go around as a, um, you know, kind of like a, a star pattern. And because they are a, a tool and die shop, they actually make their own specials, not just a drill bit. Like you'll see a lot of others. Um, they actually design and make this themselves, which is super, super badass. So, Very cool. How yeah. how how deep is it? Um, it'll go in. That looks looking like about four and a half, about four and a half inches. I would say that that it goes into the cigar. So, um, right. yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't need it too often, but when I do, um, I love having the rails on it. You know, versus trying to hold the cigar and you're coming yeah. up, possibly coming up through the through the cigar. So. Just one of the many other cool things that were that were at the show. Oh yeah. So so when did you did you both arrive at the same time at the PCA or did you Tim did you show up earlier and uh, I was there. Moving day was what third Friday, Saturday, uh, Thursday. When did I? Yeah go yeah uh, uh, well uh, um, so the show think, started Friday. Yeah well the the official show started I think Saturday, like as in like yeah. the the PCA. Because Friday night was the industry yeah. mixer and all that kind of stuff, so I got there. Yeah. Uh, I got there Friday morning. Actually, I, I drove from here. It's about a four-hour drive from my house to Vegas, and so I drove out there, helped founders set up their booth, do all that, and then went to the industry party. Gotcha. And then yeah, the yeah. show really started for you when Kevin arrived. Absolutely. Oh uh, yeah, well, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I, I was a little late. I was supposed to be there at nine, and then uh, the toilet on the bathroom broke. So they had to spend extra time trying to repair that. So I missed my connection in Atlanta. So I didn't uh, I didn't show up, which wasn't, it wasn't too bad because it what was nice. It was a three and a half hour flight. But with the time change, it was only a 30 minute flight, you know, so which was really weird. coming back. It was a seven hour flight. Yeah, that sucks going back home <laughs> you know, for you. With, with, with the time change. Yeah. You know, cause I remember texting uh, uh, care from like the plane and, uh, and I'm like, I don't know what time it is. I don't know where I'm at, you know, on the planet, you know, <laughs> traveling, well, what, what, what time people, zone I was in. What people don't know about Kevin is Kevin does not eat before he flies. So he, he, he literally didn't eat for like seven or eight hours. Like you. Yeah. Are it, insane. It, it, it's, it's like surgery. I can't eat before midnight of the day flying. <laughs> yeah. I, I get motion sickness. I, I mean, even like a sip of water at the airport will come up. So, Oof. yeah, I, I wow. don't. So he tortures himself yeah. by flying Delta. Yeah, I, I, I no don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't do it. I so I, I get I get motion sickness, so I, I just God. don't eat. So by the time I land anywhere, I'm starving. You know, they make stuff for that, right? right. Like it, dramamine it, it, and oh, ginger. Even, 
even even the non even the non drowsy dramamine knocks me out. Oh, so, uh, yeah, I, I I can't take I can't take anything. I I did bring my motion sickness pills that, that I got when I had my knee surgery. You know, I thought maybe I'd take a half of one, but it's like, man. Well, they're not said, motion sickness. They're just well, they're well anti they're anti nausea pills. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah, the only thing that ever worked for me in the past, and I probably should get some for the next time. Rum and um, coke. Uh, yeah, no, the the patches behind the ear. Like I did do a cruise once, and that uh, patch that patch did help. But the, but here's the problem. Like I said with, with me, if if something doesn't work, and I start getting sick, I'm sick for like a day. Like oh. like like the the motion sickness doesn't go away when I get off the ride or get off the boat or get off the plane. Like I go to bed for the rest of the day. That's brutal. So so the you know the flip side is I just don't eat. And I'm have fine. You, have you tried rum and coke or no? Yeah, no, no. I yeah, God, I would just I, I can't even imagine the vomit of uh, just alcohol. So well, when um, Kevin and I first started dating, he kept always wanting to drive like to wherever we were going, and I was like, drive, screw that. So I would book us flights, and he wouldn't really complain. But then I started to like realize like. Oh, something's not right here. And his family's like, Oh, I can't believe you got him to fly. And then I realized, like, he finally then told me, and I'm like, Well, that's yeah. stupid. Like, well, I get sick. Well, well that and, and, and you and you got and you guys are guys. So um, you know that uh when you drive, that means you have all your stuff. Yeah. No, yep. no, oh, I, I I hate flying. I love I prefer I, driving. I love to fly. Yeah, yeah. You, we, we just have all of our stuff. Right. Yep. So, so yeah, so we, so, so yeah, we, we both got in about the, uh, about the same time. Tim had work to do, you know, helping with founders and mm -hmm. I had nothing to do, but you know, hang out, hang out and smoke. Hang out yeah, and smoke. yeah. Not, not, not that many. Yeah. You, I think I only saw a cigar in your hand a couple times. So I said, I, I only smoked two complete cigars all, all weekend. So two yeah. complete and then three or so three or four maybe that i got like a quarter of the way down you know and then that was that was it i had a tough time um and ed ed said the same thing but you know, I mean, you're you're out there so maybe that doesn't um, affect you at all we had a problem with our taste um when we first got out there like that that night friday night we tried going through a couple like i went through a couple thinking it was you know the cigars we couldn't taste anything like the uh, like the the Bacardi. I had one drink; it was fine. Mm -hmm. You know, we had we had dinner, that, but something with cigars. We yeah, couldn't the, taste, we couldn't taste them. You know, I, I sat and I I talked with Steve Saka on Sunday morning, uh, and he even said the same thing. He goes, "Yeah, the first couple of days I hear the the cigars; they all taste like trash, and they haven't acclimated enough. One because of the complete lack of humidity." Uh, that's out there uh, and two with the heat and different things they just it, it they haven't adjusted in time wow yeah I, I know uh, I know there was one that Ed and I both got uh, I, I I can't I can't remember the manufacturer but I wouldn't say wouldn't say their name anywhere but they had to been like 75 percent yeah humid like that we got them and they're like you can they were like sponges and I'm Ooh. like this this is what you're giving out and I'm like oh my god we they could they wouldn't stay lit I mean, I bet we both yeah. lit ours eight times. And Holy they, man. They, they lit, and oh, I'm like, geez. wow. You know, that's uh, that's brutal. That's wow. crazy. Yeah, I didn't have any issues with burn or anything like that at all. But, yeah, I mean, I guess because I had already smoked three on my drive out and just kept going, that it was just a natural progression for me. But, you know, it's interesting because 
when you lower the humidity of where you're at or you go up into high altitude, the flavors get muted. High altitude especially. I mean, I actually did a video on it, I think, about a year ago. Does high altitude affect cigars? And it absolutely does. It, it very much mutes the flavor profiles. Oh, I'll agree because when I went to Colorado to my friend's wedding, um, I brought cigars and, you know, I was like, this does not taste like cigars like the way I'm used to cigars tasting. It took it took a couple of days for it to acclimate and like for me to get used to that. Yeah, yeah and uh, I agree. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. Sokka telling me that once in a story when I, whenever he goes out to Colorado, he hates it. And then mm -hmm. I was thinking about that in Vegas, but I never did Google like the elevation of Vegas. I don't know if it's high, if it's a, you know, it's dry, but it doesn't, you know, you know, yeah. So, but I didn't know if it was, you know, like, like where Vic is the high desert yeah. in Arizona, you know, so I, I don't know, it, you know, what the elevation was. So I didn't know. If yeah. I don't know. Affecting oh, it or, you realize you know, that's Nevada, right? Like what? Las Vegas is not Arizona. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, well, he said, okay. he said it's desert, but I'm okay, like, I'm you know, but Vic trying, lives in the desert, but they call it the high sure. desert <coughs> where, he, where he still gets, he's at high altitude. So they still get snow. And cactus. Um, I, don't know, I don't know how that works. I, I may at the be, same time. At the same time, so I, I may be misquoting Vic. Uh, that is not the first time I have ever misquoted anybody. Oh, no. and cacti. Now I just picture like Vic yeah. out there when it's snowing, just covering up a cactus and yeah. pretending it's a snowman and smoking a cigar. Yeah, why not? Yeah, son of a bitch's altitude. These damn cacti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, Tim, was this your first PCA event? It was. It was my first PCA. I went to TPE back in January, but this was my mm -hmm. first PCA. I wanted to go last year, but schedule last-minute things with both my boys in the scouting program. I just couldn't make it. Interesting. January, you say? Co mm -hmm. you, got, you had COVID in January. Yeah. COVID was before TPE, though. Oh, okay. Okay, so I, I thought this was your second PCA, so it was your first, so... Yep. So um, uh, I, I know Kara's supposed to be asking the questions here, but I'm, uh, I'm going to throw but one. We one. won't have any of that now, will yeah, we? we won't have any of that. <laughs> I veto um, your questioning. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I'm sure that was going to be Kara's next question is your thoughts versus the two. No, See, that was it, not going to be my question, okay. but go ahead, it's, Kevin. <laughs> it's, it's a hard question for me to answer, and, and here's why. And Kevin, you, you know this about me. Having spent over two decades in the event industry, I, I analyze everything operationally. What are the concession lines like? Where are the trash cans? You know, are, is everything kept clean? All that kind of stuff. But from an event attendee standpoint, putting aside 20 years of conditioning in my head, um, I, I enjoyed TPE from the relaxed environment of, hey, come and hang out, check out the cigars. But I enjoyed the busyness and the like intentionality behind people coming to the different booths and talking to people at PCA. Um, I enjoyed seeing more brands, obviously, more manufacturers at PCA than TPE. Um, but, you know, it, I don't know. I wouldn't put one over the other either way. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, those are probably my, my overall takeaways is more manufacturers at PCA and it's much more business driven, which I had already been told but much more business driven and I got to sell, I got to recover my booth costs because of the cost of everything here and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it, I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a good event. It was a good opportunity for me to go out and meet more manufacturers and brand owners that I hadn't talked to and met before, you know, from 
uh, Dion with Illusione to a number of different people. And so it was, it was, it was good. It gave me more opportunity to go out and do that compared to TPE where it was my first one. And I'm going around and going, okay, this is what it's like. Get a feel, interview the familiar people. This one, it was like, okay, I've got the familiar people taken care of. I'm going to interview them if they got new stuff coming up, but I'm going to go to people that I haven't talked to before and, you know, meet up with them. Well, that's interesting, Tim, because I was going to ask you, as you mentioned earlier, you were there helping founders set up. Did you spend time helping them at their booth and then also go out and do interviews? I did. So I spent time there um, helping them out. I wasn't really much on the customer engagement side Mm -hmm. of things, um, but when people would walk up to the booth and if, you know, Brian and Angelo were busy talking to people, I'd just start a casual conversation and not take away from founders, but, oh, hey, you know, what are you doing here? Where do you live? You know, where's your shop or, you know, a retailer or whatever it is. And then just start a casual conversation and then just sort of transfer it over to them when they had the time. Right. Now this is a question for both of you and I'll start with Kevin and it's just your over, uh, this is Kevin's first PCA as well. Um, so I am curious of, you, you know, we have that perception of what PCA is going into it. Everything mm-hmm. from all that we read and see both negative and positive, right? So what were your perceptions going into it and after after you've come out of the PCA? I, you know, honestly, I expected something more. Um, like I said, I've seen the photos of uh, um, all the years past. You know, it's hard when you see a photo of an event. You got, you know, you know, 100 booths and you got all these people. But then when you get there, you know, everything is spread out pretty good. That, and you're like, this isn't. You know, I, I don't want to say I almost expected like a, a, a cigar carnival, but I just expected more, you know, um, than, than I than I was a little let down. You know, maybe like Tim said, you know, maybe TPE is the place, you know, a little bit more fun, a little bit more partying. You know, PCA is a little bit more focus driven, you know, mm-hmm. business. I know we got I mean, we got uh, Brian Diggins from uh, K by Karen in the chat panel tonight. Yeah. So, and I know he said that. He had appointments, you know, they had a book oh, yeah. and they were, they were like Bruce Bush. I never got a chance to even say hi to Bruce. He, every time I came by, he had a customer um, mm-hmm. and the entire day, you know? So, so yeah, you know, I, I, I guess I, I wasn't expecting that as much business driven as it was. I thought, I, you know, maybe something a little bit more funner, I guess, if you will. A follow-up yeah. follow for Kevin on this, Tim, real quick. Do you sure. think that your um, expectations may have been um, leading up to the event, may have been from previous PCAs back when Drew Estate and all the other folks were there where it was bigger, it was grander, it was I, I, eight, I, I'm, eight foot water towers and... Yes, you know, you know um, I, I remember, I remember seeing, you know, uh, the Perdomo tent with... You know, Nick plays the drums, and they had you know, yeah, puts up a store that yeah, you know, so he had his drum set. You know, he was playing. You had your Drew Estate. So I think I think you're right, Care. I'm I'm going back a couple of years, thinking that was going to be the event that I was going to be attending, and that was not the event that that I attended. Yeah, and and for me, I've been pretty well educated by others that have been there. One of them. Cigar mechanic Brandon Wells, um, you know, sort of let me know that being close friends with the Cuevas family, you know, I had a good idea after TPE what PCA would be like. Um, but the the overall like 
did it live up to the expectation, I guess, or, or like my mind's eye? I would say it did uh, from from a trade show standpoint, again, because I'm, I'm so familiar with that environment. Um, but it, it, there wasn't as much pomp and circumstance as I expected. And the uh, opening night, you know, sponsored by Crown Heads and doing all that, that was fun. They had music, they had all that kind of stuff there. Um, but like the, the Fuente Padron, you know, both cigars in one, that collaboration, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had one critique, well, one of a few different critiques on the show, expectation wise, when you hear that there's going to be something like that going on and knowing that PCA is getting more media friendly, I got to meet Coop for the first time in person, which was cool. Um, and from, and I picked his brain a little bit about, you know, his perception on it. When, when something like that is scheduled and set up, um, I would have expected that they would have had an area for media to have their camera set up and then let everybody else be sort of behind in the periphery. And it wasn't that way at all. I mean, I'm standing 10 feet back, holding my camera on a tripod, you know, sticking my arms up so my camera yeah. is eight feet in the air, trying to get, you know, video so I can capture a still from it. And yeah, then I try and get a couple stills. Video of that. No. And you mentioned that. And that, that was a, a, a letdown in my mind only because two legacy brands coming together to do that, you would expect or figure that they would want the media up front for all the publicity they could mm-hmm. get in the world. And there were a couple that were up there that had some good um, footage of it. But that that was a big one for me where I was like, okay, that just didn't seem to add up the way that I figured they would have presented it. And But the one that did go well, that was very well organized, that had a line, that had everything done the way that it needed to, was Guy Fieri being there with Espinosa. That was right. very well done, very well lined up, all that kind of stuff. So Espinosa taking it upon themselves to do it. I'm going to give them credit on that one. But yeah, the, the Fuente Padron collaboration unveiling Sunday at 3.30 or whatever it was, um, that was that was a, a bit of a bummer from a media standpoint because you had literally every Tom, Dick, and Harry holding up their cell phone blocking the view of all the media people. Yeah, you know, it was uh, – okay, uh, Jessica wants to uh, – Okay, two, two things. The Guy Fieri thing, I think because from the Great Smoke, they did the same thing. It was a well-oiled machine. You – got up there you got your box he signed it you talked to him maybe took a picture and then you were on your way yep. they were like on a time frame like get get oh yeah but, uh brian uh said what i was thinking the fun happens at the end of the yeah. day old man yeah yeah you know I, I i i agree you know <laughs> but but going back to tim's point to begin with uh, um the uh the 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 the, the opening cocktail reception i was wondering why the why the media wasn't in mm-hmm. before that so we could set up, and then as the people were coming in, so you're like, hey, Jack, Jack Toronto, he turns over, you grab a picture real quick. You mm-hmm. know, Pete, you know, so the people that were coming in, you know, that was another thing that, you know, um, like the media really was just, we were just, you know. We're grouped with of, everybody. We're, we're grouped with everybody, you know, and, uh, and and we still pay, you know, still, still, you know, I paid $450 to be there, you know, as media, and I, I didn't get anything. You know, there I, I got zero special treatment, which not that I I just I deserve, but there were things like that, you know, like those right. setups to where the media, hey, you know, you guys will you know we'll make sure we get you in. Or, there's always yeah. something differentiating for the well, media in those yeah. situations. Well, yeah. why not also like choose like a certain amount that get to go and coverage, you know, do the coverage for that, you know. Yeah, maybe the ones that registered early enough that had their name showing up when PCA said, "Here's our media partners." Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's an incentive that they can build into next year if they do another unveiling. Which who knows if they will? It wouldn't surprise me if they right. do. But, um, I, but I will that, say that they can incentivize it. 
the PCA posted a lot yeah. on Instagram. Like yeah. uh, they did a lot of stories, a lot of re- like they yep. pictures. I mean, they really showcased a lot. And I did get to see that unveiling, but it was kind of at like a side view, yeah. wonky, kind of looked like tough. it was in the distance. Yeah. Yeah. It, it mm. was. I, I was like, oh, I didn't realize they were doing something. I'm like, that's really cool. But then I'm like, I can't really tell what it is. I don't know what anything looked like until I saw a picture of the box. Yeah, I had to take snapshots on my on my phone and zoom in on it just to appreciate the intricacies of the box and the, the, you know everything that was done in that historical event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was yeah, I agree with you, Jess. That was uh, that was a yeah. tough one. Yeah. Yep. So so Kevin and Tim, um, I'll I'll lobby it back to you, Kev. Um, what was the highlight? What was the the the, the time? Uh, or whether it's um, meeting, meeting someone or a cigar that really was the highlight or impressed you the most. Um, I won't ask you the low light, but yeah. um, um, feel free to, you know, if you yeah. want to. You know, I, I, I didn't, I mean, other than the fact being injured, that, that sucked. You know, the low light was just being in pain yeah. the entire time. But the highlight, you know, the, the, the highlight for me came, you know, a, a, a couple different times, and and I was and uh, I was mentioned. I forget who else I was just talking to uh, about this. You know, what was nice was seeing the manufacturers that I've never spoken with or really dealt with online. You know, um, I know of them, um, mm-hmm. and then have them come up to me and like, oh my god, you know, I, I love what you and Jess do. Like when you did that video, or when you did, you know. A couple people like the washing the car thing, you know, so, but just, but just hearing that, you know, it's that positive reinforcement from people that I don't, you know, that aren't paying me that, that I'm not friends with. And then to seek you out and be like, you know, we love what you guys do. Please keep up the good work. You're a breath of fresh air for the, uh, for the industry. And then thank you. And then they just walk away. And that happened like a dozen times. And it's just like, you know, all Tim, you know, even even care, you know, this this is a hard industry, you know, oh, yeah. um, it, it's tough. And then being on the media side with videos and everything else, I don't know about you, Tim, but, you know, especially way back in the day when I was when we were doing a lot of reviews and a lot of videos, mm-hmm. I often wondered, does anybody notice? Does anybody care? You know, it's like you think about that, you know, because maybe when your views aren't high or your watch times, mm-hmm. you know, so it is nice when, you know, leaders, pillars of the community um come out and just say that to you and it's like that was that was cool just getting that you know getting that recognition yeah and and i'm gonna piggyback off of that i would agree with that i had a couple people that subscribed to my channel that you know are familiar with me um and one of them was helping out a vendor that was there one of the exhibitors and he came up and he goes hey tim you know nice to meet you blah blah and he said his name and i'm like i know the name and then he said his screen name because let's face it, everybody knows each other by our <laughs> usernames and uh and he it was like he walked into disneyland and got to meet walt disney and i was like you know i'm excited to meet you too this is great uh, but it gave me an opportunity to display and, and kevin you know this very well it gave me an opportunity to display that the person that you see on camera is the act is the exact same person that you see when we're face to face um and so that was one of them because i had a couple people come up and do that which is really cool but the other one it, honestly it, it was, was it was nice would say it was nice seeing you without the filter you always use you know you clear the skin and you, you i know right one of, you use them instagram filters i i saw you without the filter on and i know was, no <laughs> but uh the other one uh honestly i, I was i was walking into 
to do an interview with Luciano of Ace Prime. And he was sitting down, still finishing up with Coop's guys. And I walk up, not thinking Coop had any idea who I was, because I'm this little guy in the industry that, you know, has been creating content for four years. But, you know, I am where I am, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I stick out my hand to introduce myself. And he he looks at me, and he points at my shirt at my, you know, logo of Cigar Show Tim. He goes, Cigar Show Tim, I know you. And, I, and he grabs my hand and he goes, I want to thank you for what you do. I am a huge fan. The production value, what you do, all of that. He goes, if we had more people like what you do quality-wise in the industry, we would just explode. And I thought, pause for a second. I thought, you're Coop. I'm just Cigar Show Tim. I yeah. should be the one thanking you for the paving the way with the blogs and everything that you've done for all those years. But that was cool because it, and it wasn't like, a, oh, my gosh, starstruck. It wasn't that at all. It was just a networking. Hey, I'd like to introduce myself. But to have him go through and say that, I was like, OK, then, you know, someone who's considered, you know, one of the pillars on the media mm -hmm. side of things to say, I'm familiar with what you do. I've watched what you do. I see what you're doing. Um, and, and it's really good. It was really encouraging for me. Um, and it wasn't a matter of like needing validation, but it was cool to hear that from someone like Coop. Um, I saw the guys from How About That Cigar again. They're great guys. Yeah. Got to see a whole bunch of different people. Um, but that was those were probably uh, or that was one of my highlights. Uh, the other one, and it's only because I'm so close to the brand and the family that I know, watching Alec Cuevas with Sangre Nueva and talking to people and seeing the release and what he was doing. I mean, I watched him get choked up a couple times being interviewed. And it was just cool to see this 24-year-old who has the background he does with working at a brick and mortar and literally trying everything that was in that place to learning the cigar, you know, culture, his family heritage, the brand, all that kind of stuff. And now being able to blend and distribute, you know, and put out to market his own thing was really cool to watch because you don't get there. That doesn't get highlighted enough. And yeah, you know, we've, we've right. got the people, the, the Nick Melillos that have, you know, grown up around tobacco and done all that. And, you know, they are considered, you know, pillars for their age and it's absolutely right. It was cool to see that there's almost not almost there's another generation of that coming up and getting to witness that was really fun. Yeah. You know, for, for me on the media side, it was Brooks from a half wheel. Mm -hmm. um, I just walked up to him and said, Hey, I, you know, um, like I said, I follow you guys. I says, I want to introduce myself. And he's like, yeah, I know, I know who you are, Kevin. And, uh, and it was, and it was super, you know, thinking back, I don't know. He didn't, he didn't go on us. So yeah, I know who you are now that, now that I think that it's like, <laughs> is that, was that good or bad? Cause he didn't, <laughs> cause he didn't elaborate after that. Like we parted ways. I didn't think about that until now. Thanks. He said uh, everything he needed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But you know, but you said uh, um, you. talking about the Cuevas, I never saw their booth. Never oh, yeah. saw. You know, I it was I, there were there were other people that that um that have mentioned I've seen online, you know, after you know, uh last couple of days. I'm like, oh my god, I never saw their booth. You know, that's how carrots how you know you walk yeah. through blinders and I probably walked the show floor dozens of times. And, and, and still, yeah, never even came across a quiz. Overstimulated like a kid in a uh, in you, a Toys R Us. Yeah, I was going to go over and see a couple different booths, and I just didn't get time. I mean, one guy who has followed me on social media and different things, he was there with a manufacturer. I didn't even get a chance to go over to the booth. I'm glad I got to say hi to him, but I didn't even make it over to the booth. Wow. Wow. Yeah, was yeah. There, but Was there oh, anybody? Go, go ahead, Kev. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I just want to know. I mean, I, obviously, it's. I think it's fantastic, especially when you talk about meeting people who um who subscribe and follow i mean i always mm -hmm. think that's the best right um and then obviously seeing the familiar faces and the folks that you know um and catching up anybody that you met that you didn't meet prior that impressed you the most 
for me, I'd probably say, and I knew how he was uh, because I had heard enough about his reputation and how genuine he is, John Huber. I got to sit down and talk with John Huber and hang out with him for a while. Um, and it, 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 it wasn't an interview. It was sitting down hanging out like we were in our lounge. Mm-hmm. And when we sat down and he goes, okay, what do you want to go over? And it's part of the footage that, because I had already hit record that is in there. I'm not going to release it where he was like, uh, I said, you know, I'm laid back. I'd rather have us talk like we're in a lounge and have this scripted thing. And he goes, yeah, I, I really don't like the interviews where they're like, what's the rapper binder and filler? And why'd you do this? And why'd you do that? And I said, that's just not me. I, I said, you know, it's, it's just not how I approach my interviews. And he goes, he goes, good. I appreciate that. But it was nice meeting him and being able to talk with him. Kev? Yeah, um, I didn't have any of those moments where I was like, you know, I, I mean, I, I was blown away by every, you know, so nice meeting all, all the, the manufacturers and and just other members of the media and then people there, you know, brick and mortars that that knew me. Um, but, uh, you know, it was um, nobody, you know, uh, John Huber crowned heads, you know, God, John is such a great guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, that line at, at the, you know, the crown had sponsored the uh, um, the cocktail party the night before and they were giving out free cigars. And that line was. 25 people deep for two hours you know you oh yeah you, you couldn't get in that line and i waited at one point for probably 10 minutes or so and um john saw me you know like we made eye contact and just kind of waved and then um, i'm like you know what i'm just i'm i'm not going to stand in line just for a cigar um so i walked off to the side and then like a couple minutes later john came over he's like hey did you get a cigar and i'm like no the line's too long it's like hold on you know so he went back there and grabbed a couple cigars for me and and brought him out. So it was super, super awesome. So John's always just a stand up, stand up oh, yeah. guy. You know, Good so, guy. So, so cool. Um, but maybe yeah, I, was, maybe I said that question wrong. Care. Yeah, I was going to say that wasn't Care's question. No, no, yeah. maybe, no, no. I actually yeah. I think, I, yeah. I think he answered it in reverse, Jess. So, Kevin, was there anybody who never <laughs> met you before was very impressed when they met you <laughs> at the PCA? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, everybody. God, you know, where does that, where's that list begin? Oh, you know, um, what's, what's the registration list? Let yeah. me see. Yeah. You know, you know, the, the one thing, the one thing I was most shocked about Omar, Omar <coughs> his height and his, oh, yeah. stat, his stature, mm-hmm. that, th- that threw me off a little bit. I you was not. Ex- so, you said somebody was taller than. Uh, I think Ryan Gallimore yes, Ryan uh, from Gallimore. Drew Estate. I think Ryan might be, might be taller than Omar, but um, yeah. Omar's. When I met him for the first time and he was sitting down, uh, it was in uh, um, Maryland, and he stood up to shake my hand. I, I was like, I didn't think you're going to stop standing up. Like, it was never ending. There you go, Kevin. Yes, there you I, go. Yeah. Right right on. Daniel, uh, uh, all, great meeting you. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, o- Omar, his, I, I, it, was, it was shocking. Like I said, you are not prepared for Omar's presence. Yeah, I didn't even make it over to his booth. I wanted to go over and check out the vice versa, and all. I didn't didn't even make it over. Oh man, yeah, I I, I got to I got to pick up one, vice versa. He had <laughs> I such. I thought we discussed this, Kevin. Yes, I I have got. I'm ordering a case to for Trash Panda cigars, but I actually have to take this one cigar around, and I got to try and sell this. I am now a rep for Fratello cigars. Well. I am a rep for one cigar from Fratello Cigars. Well, so, possibly yeah. two cigars if you cut it in half. Yeah. So, uh, so I for I, your friend I, care. Yeah, I, I have got. I, I've got to take this around <laughs> to some uh, to some shops and uh, try and uh, try and push this cigar. So hopefully we'll 
it'll uh, it'll sell out quickly because it's a Don't one touch and done. It. You so. can look at it. Don't touch. Oh it. yeah, I, t- I didn't even take it out of the cellophane. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, nobody gets to touch the cigar. Yeah, I, I touched it. You know, today. so. I kept it in the but uh, so but yeah. That's great. So so uh, PCA 2023. Is it something you can see yourself attending? Was this a good enough event? Is it because I, I I realize that the idea is when you're involved in the industry is to keep continually going to it. There's some folks that are like, hey, I went to it, I got to experience it. Thank you, it was great. But you know, maybe I'll skip next year. But is this something you could see um, that you'd want to go to again next year? Yeah, for me, I I can um, only because when you look at TPE and PCA, there are a whole lot more new releases that are put mm-hmm. out of PCA or TPE, and the media side of things makes it justifiable despite the pain the membership and all that compared to the tpe um, event um, makes it justifiable to go back year after year or at least return another time and decide again from that point Um, and i heard something interesting from coop when i was there and talking with him he said you know they're getting much more open and welcome to media being there and so i'm hoping that some other changes you know maybe um maybe made with you know, creating a media space like TPE has where you can interview people or you can work on your, you know, whatever yeah. content you have and stuff like that. So we'll see what next year's like. But yeah, I'm I'll be back next year. So I I, I do want to point this out though, or it's kind of like a, a statement or question. The the PCA though is in my like from my understanding is more for the for business, right? I mean, yes. really, that's realistically what it's for, right? So I guess the TPE would be more appropriate for media to do those types of interviews and stuff, or they, if the PCA could adapt like a small segment of that, like maybe prior to the main opening part of PCA for media, but the rest of the time it should be the same as it is because it's for them to, you know, make sales. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's going to be interesting next year because TPE pushed their dates back into yeah. February and it's the same time as pro cigar. And so, you know, what's going to happen with that as far as attendees and different things of that nature. So it'll be interesting to see how TPE is next year in February because they put themselves in the same weekend, same time frame as, as pro cigar. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know, uh, one thing that, that I would like to see, you know, um, if, uh, if they become and now Coop is on the board, from what I understand, uh, uh, Coop oh, is okay. on. You know, they expanded the board to like twenty seats or something at the PCA. Oh, so mm. from what I understand, Coop is now the media guy. I, I you know, okay. I could I could be wrong, but I think that's what I think that's what I heard is Coop is on the uh, uh, the media side. That makes sense. One, the, the one thing, if if TPE or PCA was you know to to would would have been nice for media because they had a huge section in the back. You know, and it was probably 15,000 square feet that wasn't oh, being yeah. used. Yep. It would have been nice to have every uh, each media guy. We could have had our own tables, right. you know, um, just with like a charger, you know, go and sit down for a second. If we brought our laptop, like half wheel had a booth, you know, where they did all their work. You mm-hmm. know, so if, if the if the tables had some power, I'm like, hey, I need to go charge up a battery. I need to change something, you know, and then, you know, that would be that would be nice because that would make it worth the the money like i said to mm-hmm. me it was it was 450 dollars so uh vegans as a many what what was that jeff uh we like to see media any event keeps the industry growing totally agree so yes 
So, so I, I, like I said, but those, but those tables aren't going to be free though. They're going to be charging for those. Well, tables. well, that, that like if I, I, booth, they probably pay for. Yeah, that. I'm, and I'm, that should I'm, be included I'm, as a media area. You just I'm, register and you get your table. Yeah, uh, agreed. I'm, you know, but like I said I I paid four hundred and fifty dollars to be there. I saw zero return on my investment, only because of what I did. Um, like I said, now now Tim, you know, and like Coop. And and those guys, they have a huge channel. They get they get oh, ad- yeah. tons of advertising. They have you know uh, um, these blogs, these websites, fantastic. That is a bulk. That's got to be twenty five percent of their year's coverage and people coming to their website, drawing people in. Mm-hmm. It's worth it's worth it for them. Oh yeah. Um, so, so so, but for me, you know, and some of the smaller guys, you know, Daniel five hundred five cigar, you know, um, a, a couple of the guys that had like YouTube channels. Where's the return on the investment throughout the year? So it's, you know, is, is the $450 by the end of a, if you stay the full five days, can you recoup that or feel like you can recoup that investment? But for is, me, but is that 450 is that's for the year membership. That's, yeah, that, for, that's for the membership. Yeah, it's, it, it is for the year, but, yeah, but I, I see what you're saying, Kevin, because then as media, you have to decide, are you going to be there and go to the different manufacturers and hope to, get sponsorship or get some sort of advertisement buy-in on your website or whatever you're doing, or do you choose to produce content? So now you've got to decide what you want to spend your time doing. Exactly. And that $450 is good for a year. Mm-hmm. So what, so today's Wednesday, what does that, what does that membership get me today? What does well, I, it get me tomorrow? What does it get me next Wednesday? Right. I think I, and I, I hear what you're saying because I know as, as you know, a manufacturer, when you're a member, you get, you know, list of shops and blah 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 and all that you, stuff you get to put your, you get to put your cigars on their website for to get shop deals and stuff but like I, that i, I yeah. think tim was on to something earlier and that's where there probably needs to be some discussions and maybe a letter and and and, and such you know where if you are paying that membership as media what does it get you besides entrance into the pca you know should that should that get you a table or if they are going to take that path and start allowing media to have tables, are they going to have a set rate for those tables like they do for manufacturers? Yeah. You know, and that's where I think that's where the, 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 there has to be an incentive for that, that membership and, you know, how many manufacturers see the membership as being beneficial and all the information you get throughout the year. If it really, if it really isn't that beneficial, but you're still getting that entry into the PCA. You're still going to pay for that table. Right. And so yeah. here's my thing is that some people say what constitutes as media, right? Because you know, right. there is a debate. But if someone's paying that due and they are, I mean, how are you going to hate on that? Like if somebody is paying that money and calling themselves media, you know, and they do like maybe just on Instagram, there's that's still something that they feel passionate about and they're paying their money. It's not like they're getting in for free. Mm-hmm. So there's that debate too, right? Yeah, yeah. And, so, and then when I and then when I talk about like a table, I'm not talking about a table that has my name on it to where manufacturers or people can come and do interviews. I'm talking no. about just a little two a by space. two a two by two table shoved way back in the corner that it has at least a power strip on it. So I can plug something in. Yeah. You know, a little workspace. Yeah. Throw my oh, backpack. Nice. Yeah. But I'm saying you, you can go from that, yeah. that expectation. Yeah. Where you, can, where you still can download media, do live stuff, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But it's also going to, I think it can expand to, you know, why wouldn't there be media row? 
or an area yeah. for, for media that, you know, um, folks can get over to. But I guess when you take a look, when you think about that, I think, you know, your, your idea about having a workspace makes sense because, um, you know, Diggins earlier working a booth, he hasn't had time to see anybody. Like you said, Kev, you didn't even get a chance to talk to Bruce. So if, if, if media was to have tables and even get charged for it, who really has the time to come over there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I would I, love it. Sorry, go ahead, Karen. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I would love it if, like, on opening night sponsored by Crown Heads, uh, it was <laughs> it, it, it was an option where the media could literally – anybody that's media can show up there and, and okay, it's opening night. It's the industry mixer. Right. Inter- interact with media. Get your interview scheduled. Do all that kind of stuff. If they could blend something like that together with opening night, and here's the media that's here to put your word out there, your new blend, your new cigar – you were, you know, you got distribution by this company now. All that kind of stuff. Go and see them and engage with them. I think something like that would be much more advantageous than than me having a booth. And I know, Carrie, you were saying just a workspace, but then even me having a booth space where you know, oh, come and see me and, and, you know, what's my media content and all that, something like that where they host it, they plan it, and you just got to make sure you register as media with your membership and they spotlight you, even if it's just that one night, that sets the tone that we support media and that we want them here. That's where I was driving at because I think that first night, it makes complete sense because mm-hmm. obviously it allows all the different media channels. You may have some folks who who have different audiences, you know, overlapping audiences, bigger audiences, smaller audiences. But you can say, hey, you know, Caribbean Hot Stogie Road Cigars, here's what we're coming out with new. You know, check us out tomorrow when you're on, on the floor. We're going to be at, you know, booth 105. You know, so then it sets the tone for also yep. what's going to happen the next day. So it is dedicated. Then the next day, you know, you do you do get that opportunity to go from booth to booth and 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 you know follow up on some of the things that you discussed the night prior. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that, and then for me, next year I I will do TPE if I don't do uh, or I, I will do PCA if I don't do TPE. So I know TPE it, it's it's falling in a weird time. Well, you know. You know. So we got the Great Smoke. Yeah. We got the uh, the the Drew Estate supposed to be starting up the Cigar Safari again. So if I end up doing the cigar safari, then I got to do the Great Smoke. There's no way I can get TPE in. Even mm-hmm. doing TPE and Great Smoke, you know, almost back to back, is gonna be is gonna be tough. So I would I'm just I would gonna put that out there. I'm never not doing Great. Smoke. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll so, always you know, do the Great. We'll the always great do the Great Smoke. smoke. Right. So something I'm gonna do. So yeah. Um. So that's gonna be tough. So most likely I'll. I'll be back for PCA and then um, definitely a lot longer of a time for it's impossible. It is. You cannot see. I don't care how meticulous, how quick you are. You cannot see that show in one day. Like I said, I didn't know the Cuevas were there. I never got a a chance to talk with Dion, Terrence Riley, um, Henderson Ventura. That's the other thing, too, though, is that you didn't go for the full time. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was your first time and you're injured. Yeah. Yeah. But I I mean, I I had a number of people that came by, whether I was at the founder's booth or just walking the floor that I got to know at the show. And they're like, okay, yeah, day one, I hit the whole right side of the building. So I'm going to hit the left side of the building tomorrow. And I'd see them like two thirds of the way through day two. They're like, okay, so I did the left, the right side of the building day one. I did the center day two. And hopefully I'm going to get to the left side of the building day three. 
you realize how busy and full that event is. And that's still with those big guys missing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Now, my my question is Inter-Tabac. Ever, ever an interest to go in there or any any future plans of going to Inter-Tabac? As of right now, not for me. Um, International and all that kind of stuff just isn't isn't where I see myself going, you know, obviously there, I've got subscribers that are, you know, in different countries, but to do something like that, I mean, it, that'd be like putting a goldfish in with a bunch of great white sharks media wise for me. And I, there's just no value in it for me. Yeah. It's a, it's and from what I, everybody said, that is business business. They are, I mean, it is, it is very strict when it comes to Mm-hmm. business and it's not a party it's not a time to have fun from what from what my understanding is um and then for me it would be you know it is in germany um yeah are, are you gonna go out you know i i don't know um not knowing you know not that not that i knew vegas but i don't know i, I you know i don't know like germany you know where germany is yeah i know where <laughs> Jeff, I, I know the general Jeff, you know where i'm driving right you know i, I know i know <laughs> I know the general <coughs> city of Germany. My um, biggest problem is I have no fucking idea where Germany yeah. is. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it would be next to Colorado, Kev. Yeah, it would be great as like stop one of like a two or three week vacation. Like that would be fun. Right. But, ju- but to sure. fly all the way out there just for that event and then come home. Kevin, if you were to go to Germany or enter the back, and then do a couple of week vacation. Where would you go after going to Germany? Ireland, <laughs> Ireland. That's the that's the only place I would go. Is uh, I would just take a quick bus, a bus which, over there. Which way I, would you go to get to yeah, Ireland, Kevin? I would go left. I uh, would take a quick sixteen hour bus ride to Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would just, I would just hop on the. Uh, I would hop on the Germans' famous double decker bus. That's Germany, right? And then, uh, no, you know, that's not. That's uh, you take the underground London. tunnel. Yeah, you know. London has the double double decker yeah. bus, Kevin. So, uh, but yeah, it's um. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, yeah, it, it's just they, they say it, it, it's pretty, and Germans are serious, anyways. Like I said, I would just piss somebody off, you know. I just, I, you know, I try and keep my hate to this continent. In you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to be known as that guy overseas, too, you know. So, yeah, so or or it could turn out like I could be like the ha- the Hoff Hasselhoff. I could be like I think, the, I think the next more like the half over the there. next big thing. Problem is, I would try and like I'd try and speak with a German accent. It wouldn't come out right. No, it would be oh, no. this, this is what Kevin. Yeah, he needs this as a shirt. I would like to apologize to anyone that I have not offended yet. Please be patient. I will get to you shortly. Yeah, that's it. I, <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, I will. I will get to the Germans shortly. You know, so uh, Kevin, he has a Oktoberfest. You want the beer? <laughs> yeah, rum and coke. Yeah. See, and then I would order it in that accent, and they'd be like, "What? What? What? What is, what is that?" Why do you yeah. sound Swiss? Yeah, yeah, why? Yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would talk. I would talk in an Australian accent. You don't get to hate on German. You're part German. Yeah, I am part German. Yeah, I would just tell them that. Yeah, I'm German too. Because they made I'm from yeah. Austria. Yeah. Throw yeah. down yeah. the Yeah. One thing I learned, I love it when they they tell you that you know when you're overseas, you know when when you when you tell them that you're. German or you're Irish. Yeah, I'm Irish too. Yeah, you know, the, no, no, you're not. You know, stop saying that. You know, so. <laughs> oh. see, see, Daniel, maybe, uh, maybe uh, Germany's nowhere near 
Saskatchewan, Canada. Saskatchewan, uh, Moose Jaw, Canada is where he's from. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. So, uh, what, uh, now, Kevin, you said you didn't smoke many cigars. Uh, Tim, you did. Was there anything um, that you were able to smoke or that you did try? Kevin, too, if you did, that's going to be coming out that you're really excited about? Um, the stuff from Ace Prime that Maria Lucia that he did honoring his mom. The story behind that is phenomenal. I got that in an interview with uh, Luciano. That is a, a good cigar. The um, uh, Mas Igneous is a phenomenal cigar. Uh, that one's really good. Um, I'm trying to think of, I, gosh, I had so much. Um, I mean, the the new, only because it's such a different and unique blend, um, the Sangre Nueva from Cuevas is is very good. And I talked with people that had never known of Cuevas that tried it. And I was like, okay, what, what's your take since it's, you know, a brand that you're becoming familiar with as of right now? And they're like, holy moly, I should have, you know, jumped on with them a long time ago. But for me, the of, of everything that I tried, the Le Petitier in the smaller format um, is very good. It tastes just like the box press Toro. It's a phenomenal cigar. Um, but I would say of everything that I tried, um, yeah, it's, it's between the Mas Igneous and the Sangre Nueva. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, and I didn't get very many new cigars when I, when I was, when I was chatting with some of these uh, manufacturers, I, I forgot to dry bag, um, you know, for, uh, uh and, and, uh, and not that Tim did, you know, Tim knows that, you know, well, that, you know some manufacturer. Yeah. Most of the stuff that I got, honestly, I got for review. So I haven't smoked literally yeah. 99% of the stuff that I got because it was like, okay, here, yeah, check it out. I'd love for you to review it. <laughs> so I haven't even touched it yet. Yeah. You know, um, uh, the one cigar I'm, I'm really excited that I did get uh, was uh, um, the K by Karen and AJ collab. I oh am, yeah. I am, was yeah. No, no. Um, I didn't want to smoke it out there. I've got it. I'm, I'm letting it rest to Florida. Um, and I, I didn't get to, it because I wasn't able to go by. I was bummed. Yeah, I, oh, I, I absolutely cannot wait to smoke that cigar. It just looks beautiful. The did he get you one, Jess? Did he get you one? No, oh, uh, they, they didn't have very many. I, yes. I, I, dry, I will say this. I dry begged one. I did get, I did get some cigars though. Uh, like, um, I you got smoked, the new Warfighter. I got the Warfighter. Oh, the then, new the the Hero Sports one. I just or? smoked that today. Yes. That, so I've I've heard that's phenomenal that cigar was amazing and i have that for review again i haven't smoked it yet and then their other new one that they put out i did try their new connecticut lancero and that was very good yeah that that is going to be um like a series like the the heroes sports is going to be a series one and all of that goes uh, a portion of it the you know gets donated to the heroes sports foundation that they're Mm -hmm. linked up with but um yeah in texas which is super awesome and then um, I got a War Witch that I haven't yep. tried yet, which I've tried uh, the Maduro War Witch. But yeah, is- Eric Bay from Black yeah. Star Line, uh, gave, and he, he handed it to me and said, "Make sure you get this to Jess." So um, so he only gave me the one, one and made sure that that Jessica gets it. Um, Very nice. I, I did well, get a cu- I did get a couple of cigars from Sinistro James. Yeah. Um, he just had a, he just had his son, so he had some cigars made just for that. They're not for sale. You can't get them. You have right. to see him. He made sure he brought me two, one for me and one for Jessica, you know, to celebrate the birth of his son. Oh, nice. Um, so so I did awesome. I did bring a couple of those home. That's so awesome. those are uh, those are yeah, super there's so a, there's a couple of 
but a couple cigars in there that I'm, I would definitely love to dig into, but I'm sure Kevin's going to fight me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there, there's a fu- there's a funny story on the Sinistro. So that was the the only time I sat down. There's one point my knee is I, my knee had its own heartbeat. It's like won't won't, and uh, we were passing by, uh, and I just like there was a couch, and I just sat down, and I'm like, hope I can be here, and uh, you know, and uh, like it's not for business. Like yeah, man, just have a seat, and uh. And it was what James was doing business, and uh, he he went to uh, get uh, a retailer a little sample pack of uh, of the cigars, or think about bringing them in. And uh, and I look over, and I go, "Hey, is there a uh, the Sinistro? You got the Sinistro White in there?" And uh, James like, "Yeah, I put that in there." And the guy looks at me, he's like, "Is that a good cigar?" I go, "That's a cigar prop number so far, the number two cigar of 2022." And the guy's like. Who's cigar prop? I go, I'm cigar prop. You know, so I, you know, it's like, yeah, like, yeah. That, so so he's a I, humble pie for you at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. So, but I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm cigar Oh, that's prop. funny. I, I am looking forward to trying the, uh, the Dunbarton Bewitched because when I was talking with Steve uh, and I said, you know, my, my favorite all time from everything you've put out uh, was the Naka Tamale. And he said, then I'm really curious your take on the Bewitched because I would put that up there with the Naka Tamale. So that one I'm looking forward to trying. Yeah, the Naka Tamale is Steve's favorite. Well, until the Bewitch. I think the Bewitch finally took over the Naka yep. Tamale. That Which is why I'm really curious. You know, and that's and so far that's my favorite out of the, the Western line. It's the only the only Moestra that I always keep in the humidor. Always. Yep. So I'm looking forward to the Bewitch and checking that one out because of how much I love the Naka Tamale. Yeah. All right, I'd like to thank you both for joining us this evening. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, and that's a wrap. But yeah, and uh, I I didn't get anything from Steve. Like I said, it was uh, yeah, um, I, I forgot to, to get the SakaCon, the new one, yeah. and then I I guess the new um, uh, Stillwell Stars never showed up or didn't didn't uh, so um, I didn't I didn't give. Uh, oh yeah, uh, that's right. He's supposed yeah. to have the new Stillwell Stars. Yeah, so I didn't. Uh, he did have a couple in his own personal humidor. So yeah. uh, uh, Chris Duque's like, hey, you know, just go over there, but people were always surrounding Steve. So I didn't want to go over there and have him dig through his humidor to give yeah. me a couple of them. Then everybody like, Hey, you know, where's our cigars? You know? Yeah. So, but yeah, I didn't get, I mean, I probably only came home with maybe 30 cigars. You know, I, I really didn't get that many. And um, yeah, I, I just wasn't, you know, that wasn't my focus. Right. Was getting, was getting the cigars and getting I mean, I, I to think, try the new stuff. I think if, you know, at other events, you know, past events we've been to, you know, like that's kind of like, oh, okay, we get these cigars. But like at the PCA, I mean, it just sounds like it was so hectic. How could that be like your focus? Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. When you yeah. got, you know, like I said, I, I only got probably four or five minutes, maybe not even, maybe three minutes with, with Nick Melillo. And that was at the mm. breakfast. Um, mm. And I really wanted to just talk with him because. I've only talked with him for a total of 20 minutes in person at all these events. So, and it wasn't about the cigar. I was, I really wanted the Olmec. I'm super excited about that cigar. Oh that's, yeah. That's I the got... cigar. That's a cigar I'm most excited about to try only because I love foundation and I love the, the Olmec. I love the, the history of the Olmec civilization. He had the shirt on. So when I, when I, when I talked to him, I pulled him off to the side and I'm like, all right, this just between me and you. This isn't media. 
It's not going to go any further oh, than okay. this. And yeah, and you're sitting here <coughs> telling yeah. everybody. I was so, waiting uh, for you, Jess. I knew you so, were going to say something, Jess. So, and no, so, so he like, like, he got like a little serious, like, hey, you know, like, like what, like what's going on? I go, hey, you, you know, you're like a knight with the, the Ethiopian. You know, he got knighted and everything else. So he's like a big wig in Ethiopia now. And I go, did they take you to the, uh, of the church of St. Mary Zion to see the Ark of the Covenant yet? And he goes, no, he goes, they have it. And I haven't been to Ethiopia. <laughs> so then it was, you know, cause that's where the Ark of the Covenant is the church of St. Mary Zion in Ethiopia. So he's like, he's like, do you really want to see me get my face melted off when I see it? And I go, I'm just saying, if you go out there and you don't come back, that'll be proof for me. Yeah. That the ark is there. I'm just saying, oh, and uh, so Indiana Shayhan. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So so what about the cigar? What about anything else? I was just because um, that that's something that he's excited. He loves talking about history. So when when I you know knows like these certain makers and I know what they like really love and what they're into. Mm-hmm. That that's what I want to talk about. They they talk to cigars all. That's why I chose the cards. People were like. Oh my God, I love that. Thank you. And I'm like, these other media guys that do way better job than I do, their job is to get all the details about the new stuff. I just, I just want to talk to you. I want to have fun, and I just want to have a conversation. Yeah, I just want to give it a shout out to Michael Herklotz being the the best, the best for the answers. Like just oh, his yeah. whole like little answer and like how he was communicating. That was like my favorite. Michael Hurt. Oh yeah. You know, that's, and that's what I want. So I want people after the PCA, some of these manufacturers, they're not going to remember the interview they did with so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Cause they've given, they've already talked about, you know, like um, Rick Rodriguez with West Tampa cigar. Mm -hmm. Like he gave like the same interview, not his fault. People asked the same thing. Like, like every time. Um, I didn't get to see Rick, you know, we waved a couple times, you know, I just couldn't get um, a, a chance to talk with him, mm-hmm. but like Fred Rui, um, I know, um, um, uh, um, big tall guy from lost and found, uh, um, Robert, Caldwell. Robert Caldwell, the name, uh, yeah, big tall guy, you know, he was, he was, he was still laughing when I left, you know, about the cards, those, those people are going to remember me. Okay. You know, afterwards. Well, and Fred had the greatest, greatest reaction when he was like, yeah. you know what? I'm done. I'm walking away. <laughs> yeah, you know, but that that's Fred. He's just perfect. Oh, yeah. So what, what's up? What's up? Cigars and stuff with no with the no bones about it show. That is a hell of a screen name right there. Um so for folks that can't make it to the PCA, why don't the folks that go to the PCA show more about new cigars and product and not all the parties they go to and the people they meet just asking? Um it's it's tough it's tough to get in there and you know um yeah kevin forces you know, there were a couple there's a couple times i you know i had one in the middle there and you fanned it out and like just pick that one just pick that one um you know but yeah it's it's hard to concentrate i imagine if you went in there with a plan as soon as you walked in especially if it's like your first time or second time when you look around Plan goes that out the window. Man. Plan oh, goes yeah. out the window. Yeah. It's just you know you're so focused, and then um, for me and I, like Tim, Tim had so many friends that were there. You know, it's almost like, do I spend time working or do I spend you know time just having fun with my friends and getting caught? Oh up? yeah, you know. So it it's tough, but um, I think Coop um uh, does a good job. Yeah, Half Wheel does a great job. If you want to know about anything, <laughs> anything that's happening at the event. Um, you know, Cigar Craig, uh, a Cigar Coop, Half Wheel, 
you know, how about that cigar, uh, Aaron mm-hmm. Loomis, um, Blind Man's Puff? Those guys covered. I mean, by the end of the trade show, there wasn't anything that happened or was being released that did not get covered right. by oh, yeah. so, by some member of the media. <laughs> so yeah, maybe you have to follow four or five members um, to get all the coverage, but nothing happened at all that didn't get covered. Yeah, and the majority of my my interviews uh, and stuff, the content that I'm going to be posting is is more of that of the you know the new products. What do you have? You know, and and going into it, you guys all know me well enough now that I like the story behind a cigar or the blend or you know like you said James with the cigar with Sinistro that he did because of his son. You know, I like those kinds of stories, and so when I sit down and talk with someone. It's usually more story related. Like when I sat down with John, I said, okay, John, I got to ask, I know you love hats. So who, who designs, is it you? Is it somebody else? Like what goes into it? Um, and, and his answer was, uh, I take, um, oh, what was that? He takes his, his creative juices, whatever you want to call it, uh, motivation for the designs from everything except for cigars. Yeah, no, it, it's it, true. But yeah. but that was that. Yeah. Those are the kinds of questions and things that I ask because I want people to see the real person, not mm-hmm. the same. You know, like you just said, Kevin, and like Steve said before, I sat down with him, and Steve was like, "I answer the same question eighteen different times." And I told him, I was like, "Well, you're not going to answer any of those same ones with me because we're just going to sit and talk." I I like to give more of the personal backstory or the story behind the cigar and the blends they're releasing, or something more personal, so that you feel like you get to know that person. Yeah, you know, uh, speaking of John and the hats, you know, so years ago, um, uh, when I wanted to have hats, you know, uh, for Cigar Prop, you know, I, I I had tons of crown head hats. I reached out to John and uh, um, uh, sent him a text. I'm like, hey, who, you know, if you don't mind me asking, sometimes people don't like giving up their sources. I'm like, who, I'm looking for a good hat guy. Can you tell me who used your hats? And he's like, yeah, Dome Lids. They're out of uh, Florida there. So I looked him up, Jacksonville. Um, you know, I uh, tried to get some, uh, some info. The rep kept blowing me off. And about a month later, John, you know, sent me a message back. He goes, Hey, you know, remember, he goes, Hey, do you, do you get a hold of, uh, the guys for the hats? And I'm like, hey, unfortunately they're just blowing me off and, and I can't get I can't get any, you know, answers from anybody. And he go, and he just sent me a phone number. He goes, call this guy, tell him John Huber, you know, had sent, you know, said, give him a call. So I called the guy and I didn't find out until afterwards. It's the owner of the company. Dome lids is huge or dome hats. Um, and then uh, I told him what was, I was going through that rep that kept blowing me off, got back to me really quickly um, after, <laughs> after that. So I'd messaged John and then John had told me, yeah, that's the owner of the company. You know, I see, make sure he takes care of all my hats personally. So, yep. uh, but yeah, John is serious about his hats. <laughs> Aaron's comment is pretty funny and, it, yeah, I, I, I got to agree with you on that one, Aaron. Um, drunk chicken cigars. I mean, their their booth was it was comedic. Um, I didn't try anything of theirs. I, I, I've heard mixed reviews one way or the other. I'm not going to talk bad about them because again, I haven't had them. But their their booth was it, it was it was like you had the sign spinner and he was in a chicken costume literally out there. And it was like, he was trying to direct people to KFC or something. It was, it was funny, but also weird. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you guys who, I mean, I, I, you said it was this very business driven event and a lot going on, but who did have um, the, the, one of the, uh, uh, a setup that was really impressive in the booths. Maybe not des- necessarily over the top, but one that was really, uh, in your opinion, 
was a grabber and looked great. You know, I, I like the McAuliffe booth. Uh, Dan Thompson, I just didn't talk with him for a while. I talked with Amanda. Um, they laid out their booth as sort of the the why they're doing what they do. And they went from their new releases to how they get their metrics and their data to, you know, um, uh, Cigar Fishing Auto Magazine and, you know, being in there. And their booth told the story of why they do what they do, which was really cool. But from a, a brand representation and giving you the best, like, glimpse of what they're about in their new stuff, Crown Heads killed it. Crown Heads mm. absolutely killed it with everything on display. I mean, it was basically walled off on three different sides, but they had clear display cases with all the blends, with the new ones, with different, you know, accent pieces for decorations. They killed it. <clears throat> yeah, um, I'm trying to think of who, you know, had an absolute fantastic booth. Um Jay Room 101 uh, didn't have JC an elaborate Newman? what? JC Newman yeah, has a yeah, yeah. JC obviously JC Newman had a, a replica yeah, of El Rolo. Yeah, which is amazing. You know the factory, which was right. which was cool. Matt <laughs> Booth um, had a, a cool um, in his booth. He didn't have an elaborate booth, but on the table um, he had uh, like this little cardboard like circle. Um, so in order to get one of his cigars for the PCA, um, you had to take it out of a glory hole. Um, so sounds about put, right. He put the cigar through. You had you put the cigar through, and you had to take it out of the. And he's like, "You must take the cigar from the glory hole if you want one." So you had to pull it out of the, uh, uh, the, the glory hole. Um, uh, yeah, does not. But yeah, um, Tatuaje had a, a big booth where you could sit down. Yeah, uh, theirs was a good wide open one. That was yeah, nice. Wide open. Uh, there was a. Uh, you had um. When the pictures yeah, looked like uh, Sokka had a really nice booth. Yeah, it, it he had a good wide open big setup. Oh, 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 no, so the, the best booth, Jeremy, Jer Jeremy McDonald, Wildfire Cigars. Freaking camp, it was a so, camp so, he had, so he had a, a little campfire, he had a fake bear in the back, and then he was dressed as a 1980s camp, camp counselor. Listen, he I had on short. He, he had on shorty shorts, um, like a 1980s vintage shirt tucked into the shorts, you know, socks pulled up. Um, so yeah, Jeremy McDonald, wild, wildfire cigars. Oh, had and, it, and, it, and his dog was his biggest female influence. Yeah. yeah but I, I said to Kevin, I go, Oh my God, I, that just makes me love Jeremy even more. I was like, he's such a cool guy. And that, oh, it was, I was like that. I wish I was there for that. Cause I love that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he was over there by Caldwell and oh, Tony Bellotto. And, uh, and they had their basic booth again, basically just a table and a couple of chairs. You and know, I didn't even make it over to Caldwell. Yeah, they're they're kind of a, 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 a stick it to the uh, the PCA. Karen Karen Berger always has a beautiful booth, but let's just oh we let she is known for her dresses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for best dressed is Karen all uh, day long. I'm you know, sorry. So I'm I so love so Karen's I'm gonna outfit. say Karen. You know, Karen was. And, and she was very classy, those beautiful dresses. That's the word I would use, classy. But but in my style, best dressed was Sin Coburn from Dissident. Yeah, that's too... Sin like, with, the, with the hat. The, that's too, you know, yeah, that's with, with your style, yeah. Oh, oh no, yeah. no. It, oh, it, it's, it's too... Yeah, it, it's too completely... Too, completely so they, different. They, they were the two I, best dressed women. Oh, yeah. I thought Sin had the best response to the cards. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I just want to. I thought I thought Josh had the worst. Yeah. Horrible, like uh, 
Come on, Josh. P- PC. <laughs> I want to experience. I was like, fast forward, fast forward. Let's see who the next one is. <laughs> but her, her response definitely made up for his because it was hilarious. Yeah, his, his was funny, though. I, oh, I oh, yeah. Oh, oh, shut Robert, up, Jess. Yeah, Robert King, Jake, Jake Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Jake White had, had had a good booth. Nothing over the top. It was just, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it was it was a, it was just a, a, a nice booth. Yeah, um, it was simple but effective. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, I would say Sin Coburn and 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 you know uh, Karen Berger. You know the two best dressed women, two completely polar well, I didn't opposites. Say best dre- so. I just say like I I look forward to seeing Karen because she always does something every year. Oh yeah. You know, and like, oh yeah, definitely. And the amount of time and detail that's put into it—that's mm-hmm. what I respect. Yeah, she looked a little uncomfortable Saturday. They had, you know, she was like a little bit more of a cocktail dress set up, and I'm like, ooh, that uh, that just looks uncomfortable to be in for, for eight, eight, eight hours. Heels all day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but her, her, her dress was handmade every year. Yeah, and her, her booth was busy. I mean, I Diggins can vouch for this. I must have walked by that booth half a dozen times and looked at him and he's sitting with somebody every single time. And I, I looked at him and just sort of waved, like, I know you're busy. It's all good, bro. Do your thing. Yeah. And always busy. Oh you're yeah. I, I, I think I, we were able to walk by, I think twice we caught him for maybe like five minutes, one time, 10 minutes, the other time. And then that was, that was it. And um, I got a picture with Karen and then that was it that people were lining up. Like I said, I never did get to talk with, with Bruce. So uh, I think we said, hi, you know, that, that was, that was it. I but, will um, say that, as a spectator from afar, last year I saw way more content about the PCA than I have this year. Yeah, you know, I, I know some of the big guys, you know, um, I, I think Coop said ahead of time that he likes to spread his out over the next 30 days. He doesn't like going beyond that um, uh, because then people are still a little disinterested because it's been a month. You know, oh, yeah. So um, yeah. uh, I think he said uh, he was going to try and get it all in within the next 30 you know, or three weeks. So I, I know a lot of those guys, they're just so much, so much content, you know, um, no, uh, the I guys from talking about the, during, like, not oh, during, after. I'm saying like, I feel like last, last year, I just saw like everything was inundated. Maybe it was because it was the first event in so long for a lot of people because of COVID yeah. that more people were posting. They were more excited. You know, there was a little bit of drama going on there, but I just felt like, I didn't really see a lot posted about the PCA, why it was happening. You know, for me, and I, I even posted while I was on my way out there, I'm going to be doing updates and posts and all that. Yeah. It was so busy. Yeah. I, I, I either didn't get content so I could post or I worked so I could get more content to post. I mean, gotcha. I, I did more, I did more interviews on Saturday than I did all of TPE combined because yeah. it was just oh, so wow. much content to get. Awesome. Um, which was a great thing, but then I didn't have time to post. I mean, I posted, I think one thing on Saturday, um, and, and that yeah. was it, or maybe it was Sunday on Sunday after I didn't, uh, sat and talked with John on Saturday. That was the only thing I posted really the entire time, other than a couple of Instagram photos of new cigars I was checking out. Yeah. I was yeah. Have to bring busy. along with you Yeah, I was gonna while, say you're doing your, while you're doing your interviewing to take pictures and post and keep it flowing that, while you're that, doing all that extra content that that's that really <laughs> is what you need care you know um you know you're you know if you had a social if you had a team and you had a social media manager you know that was there with you because it was nice you know that that i was there talking with people i had ed if, if it wasn't for ed i i don't i i don't know if i'd have done any content i would have just walked around bullshitting with people because there was just no way to get 
mm-hmm. you know, the, the content. Well, there was, you know, try with that, with me being injured with my knee, that's what made it tough. I never would have been able to do it on my own. Um, I, I really needed someone. So, um, but yeah, if, if you had, you know, uh, a camera person, if you had a three man team, you know, and like, like Tim, he took a picture, you know, you just send it to your social media, you know, yep. guy or gal that was there, you know, you posting it to your Instagram account, you know, or she said, you know, he or she, you know, Hey Tim, turn around, give us 30 seconds. You, you could give 30 seconds talk, post that on Instagram real quick. So you definitely yeah. ha- having, having that three man team or three person team would work that, best. Someone taking pictures oh, yeah. and posting one person doing the interviews and one person recording. Yep. Yeah. You've got to have the support person in, and have you know the primary interviewer doing stuff and then have a social media person it's definitely a a smart route to go which is why people like how about that cigar those guys you know with the three of them there uh getting all their content you know one's recording the content another one's taking still photos another one's interviewing but they can all just share and split up you know what Mm -hmm. needs to be done after that interview they've got a really good model in the way that they did it um and and that would be one thing that i would probably improve upon for next year TPE, not so much because it is more laid back and there weren't as many manufacturers and people there to talk to, in my opinion, um, that that having multiple people there is definitely a smarter way to approach it. Yeah. So, Kevin, who's the best dressed man? Um, Jeremy McDonald, Wildfire Cigars, you know, his 80s <laughs> camp counselor. Um, he was just, uh, you know, you had Omar in his in his, you know, suit that, that he always wears. I, see, um, I saw some shark. I, I'm sorry, Michael yeah. Herklotz always. Michael Herklotz was, was very, I mean, but, but that, you know, it's Michael Herklotz. That's, that's what he gets up in the morning, yeah, you know, and, and that he gets out of like bed in a, in a three-piece suit and a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> well, I almost took a picture of him because on Friday during setup, uh, while everything was going on, he was in line waiting to talk to the, um, the union table and get the electrical and get all that stuff connected and set up. And I almost, it was this close to snapping a picture of him and posting like proof he owns regular clothes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 w- I would see that, but I wouldn't, I, I, you know, honestly, I don't know if I would post that because I said, you know, not that it would damage his, his image or something, you know, but, but it's his persona. It's who he is. He yeah, is that classy guy. Exactly. You know, so but, I saw quite a few people posting pictures uh, that looked very well dressed. They were very dapper looking. Yeah, yeah, there, there are a lot of a oh, lot yeah. of you know well well dressed people and um, yeah, I had I had rocking my my uh, Stogie Rhodes YA Barra with uh, with all my big pockets and uh and my and I was my honored cigar. that was very yeah, honored. but that was and, my suggestion and my and my cigar prop hat which Thanks, uh, which guys. it was funny when I, when I was uh, waiting at uh, uh, the airport in Atlanta and I was just sitting there I uh, just sat down found an empty seat next to a guy. And then after like 10 minutes, he had, he'd said something and he's like, it's like, Oh, it's going to be going to be a good show out there in Vegas. And I'm like, yeah, you know, should, should be a good show. And then uh, I look over, I'm like, are, are you like in the industry? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm a cigar rep. And uh, and he goes, and I go, Oh, I'm, I'm Kevin with cigar prop. And he goes, yeah, I know. I read your hat, you know, and it's <laughs> cigar prop on the hat. And then I go, and he, and, uh, he goes, Here's I, your I, sign. yeah, he's like, I, I'm like this area, you know, rep for uh, JC Newman. And I'm like, oh, J.C. Newman, like they're a sponsor of ours. And he goes, yeah, I know. You know, it's, a, it's like, I know who you are. You know, so. I'm Cigar Prop. Yeah. Uh, what was up that million dollar lighter in Cognac I seen? Where were they there to sell cigars or what? I can only imagine the kind of BS marketing they were laying down must be the new Gurkha. 
Um, El Septimo is the name of the company. I guess the guy that owns El, El, El Septimo, from what I hear third party, is like a legit billionaire. Like he made like all his money uh, overseas in the uh, um, the Arab Peninsula. Uh, like so, I guess that guy is legitly a billionaire. So I, why he would be in the cigars is beyond me. You know, because if you want to lose money, start a, start a cigar company. Nothing oh, more yeah. realistic than a billionaire but at a cigar I, show with a one point five million dollar lighter. Yeah, I, I also heard both those lighters sold at TPE or a PCA that uh, before the show was God. over. You know, there was one at like Jeez. a one point five, and I think the other one was three point five million, something that, like that. But uh, but I heard both those lighters sold. Now I know there was one rep from um, I, I don't know where in the UAE because he talked to me for like a few minutes, you know, just chatting, and he came over for the event, and that's where <laughs> you know his his ter his territory is um, is like the UAE. So I'm like, eh, maybe someone else was over, and someone you know, you know them uh, uh, the oil tycoons. They they like their fancy stuff. So what, that's just stupid, though. Yeah, a, a million dollar lighter, and then the and then the then the cognac that was that was from a barrel. I, I forget the story. That was like Napoleon's like cognac. Oh, like that was that was like the last the last cognac that that Napoleon drank before he died was from that <laughs> barrel. And uh, yeah, it, it was like it was some weird story. And I'm like, that yeah. sounds. Whew. Yeah, I need like, some. I need some proof of that one for. Yeah, $5 I, I'm going to need a chain of custody yeah. for, for that for that barrel. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know the whole story of that, but uh, yeah. Wow. That that, that is yeah. Oh my god, freaking Aaron! That yeah. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know if any of that was true, so uh, I, I don't I don't know. But yeah, oh that was uh, yeah, that's that crazy. Was, that, that, that was he crazy, drank but... this cognac while he was uh where was he uh sent to was island was that uh napoleon when it wasn't was, the uh... island it wasn't the island man was it we nah. can't ask you because so you know. it's an island it's uh next to uh next to new zealand uh, i don't yeah. know history so <laughs> yeah you, i i, you, I you won't I, get an I, answer from me i, yeah, I know the I, second I, time the second time he was he was uh he yeah. was uh he was uh cast aside the first time he came back yeah, and, that, uh, and then and the, then, then the, the people then, from New Orleans tried to rescue him, and then they're like, "Okay, that, we need that, to that, really that get was, to I have a, a, a failed attempt." Did, uh, yeah. did, did you eat anything like interesting? Did that I was eat? my next question, Jess. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. I'm just kidding. That was my next question. <laughs> uh, no, I hardly ate, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just that's just how. I'm so used to again events for 20 years. You eat when you can, and yeah. I. I ate concessions twice, and other than that, you know, went out to simple, basic, boring dinners. I mean, there's a barbecue place across the street from the Venetian called Gillies. Ate there a couple different times, had good barbecue. Um, went to Tacos Del Gordo, you know, a mile down the road on the way home yesterday, which was really, really good. Um, but no, as far as there, I mean, they had tray pass hors d'oeuvres um, that were at the opening night thing sponsored by Crown Heads. But... I didn't have anything weird or outlandish or new. Yeah. I, I'm, but I'm such a simple guy. I'm. I take enough snacks where I usually just snack my way through the day. I didn't even have time to snack my way through most of the days. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so same, same here. Just didn't how eat is, that how much. Taco Bell in Vegas, Kev. Yeah. yeah. Get, I, 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 I never. I only, I only left the uh, the uh, the resort or the hotel once. Then that was to go directly next door to the uh, the, the CVS. 
I had to get a a charger, my uh, my my external. Oh yeah. Uh, my external power supply uh, took a crap, so I needed to go get another one. Other than that, it was just like a, the concession food. You know, it's like inside the hotels, like a food court in a mall, and mm-hmm. that's and that's the food you got. Unfortunately, you know, for for such a um, a high end resort, you know, I'm just I'm not saying that mall food is is not worthy, but the food that I got there was garbage when it comes to even mall food what standards about, what about your rum and, coke and then uh yeah and then i never <laughs> i never got a cold beverage you know las vegas everything all your beverages are in open coolers they don't have doors on them and so yes yeah, so you're just pulling a warm beverage out all the time piss me <laughs> off and then i only got well, one drink well, yeah <laughs> no no oh yeah like I, the, the one drink you like that they, they, they conserve water so you don't get any ice you get like eight cubes of ice in your in your in your drink and then that that's it yeah so, i will say though the one the one time that i absolutely pigged out was i don't know what day it was after it was all a blur i think it was monday night maybe um we just stayed in the hotel uh the guys that i was with uh, stayed in the hotel and we went up to the food court area and we ate at johnny rockets yeah, that's and, where I ate last and, night. And yeah. I didn't realize how hungry I was because I order my, my double rocket burger, you know, with everything <laughs> on it. And I get a burger. It's a double, like a regular plain double cheeseburger. So I walk it up there and I'm like, hey, this isn't what I ordered. Even the receipt, you know, this this is what I ordered on my receipt and this is not what you gave me. And he goes, well, uh, I can't take it back because I'm just going to throw it away. So why don't you just eat that or somebody in your group wants to eat it and then I'll bring you what you ordered. Well, I was so hungry. I ate the mess up burger. I ate my regular burger and I ate two thirds of my fries. Oh my I was God. starving. Uh, Brian said a great ribeye at Wolfgang Puck's restaurant. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I kind of like, you know, when, when half the menu said market price and I'm like, Kevin, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to stay over there. Yeah. You know, but uh, <laughs> Kevin doesn't shop at the market. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, it's a, and, and I, Tim, I'm the same way. When we go down to the Great Smoke, like you know these events, I don't eat that much. Like I just eat just a little bit, and and that's and that's a you know that's it. So yeah, like I said, just the uh, the warm diet cokes everywhere. Oh. Um, and then I only had one beverage. You know, it was at the little bar. You, you know you uh, that what's that? No, I only had one. Oh, okay. So uh, and that took like 35 minutes to get that one drink. And that and that was it. And it was the, ice, just, the, the eight cues of ice melted by yeah, that. You know, but um, but yeah. So I mean, but that when you got, you know, a, a bar, you know, basically the smaller than like your traditional Applebee's bar in the middle of, you know, the the casino. You know, you would think they'd have you know more than two people working behind the bar. You know, nope. two hundred people surrounding the bar. It was insane. Well, you I know? imagine like everywhere else, just people don't want to work right now. Like. You know, mm-hmm. wow, but you know what? I, w- I will give credit. One of the, and again, it's because of the way I look at the operation side of things. The uh, custodial team, whatever environmental services, whatever your label you want to put on them, they kept those ashtrays empty and clean. I mean, I, you literally ash in an ashtray, and within about 30 seconds, somebody's coming by, they're dumping it, they're wiping it clean, and they're keep moving on. I That's never awesome. saw a full ashtray, it was awesome. They did a phenomenal job. And they clean your room every day. That that that's something that uh, um, you don't see at hotels anymore. 
you know, that yeah, just, I left you know, the do not disturb plan. I, I don't uh, care about that. I, 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 if, if I would have known, I would have put, I don't want anybody in my room ever, you know, when I'm, you know, when I'm in there, but yeah, yeah. I was surprised to come back that, that night, you know, after leaving that morning for the show that everything was made up in the room in the bathroom, uh, fresh towels and everything else. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that was that's great coming back to you only coming back to that. Yeah. You know, no, I don't want anybody in my room. Yeah, you know, so I I did because every hotel now they have yeah. that thing. Oh, to conserve water, we only clean the room every you know, two or three days. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which is crap. Shop, it's crap. They just don't want to pay anybody to to well, clean the room. Not even that. It's just there's so many people out there that are just not wanting to work, or I mean, they're having a hard time filling tons of jobs right now. So. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you know what was surprising, and I, I um, you know, I, I first time I've ever been in a casino. You know, um, uh, anywhere. Shocker. So when you when you watch these movies on really? TV, yeah, yeah, Kevin, yeah, Kevin yeah, I've never been in a casino. Vanilla. So, um, so when you watch a movie, you know, uh, about you know, like Casino Heist or just anything where it's being shot in a casino, and they always show like the security and it's like really tight, and it's like like these like these guys like there's no way anything's getting happening with these casinos. Yeah, they're like. They had like a hundred guys making like eight bucks an hour, and it looked like they were making eight dollars an hour. And I'm like, what are you stopping? Like, I could like I could rob this whole place. I'm pretty sure I could have got away with robbing the entire place with the security staff that a bum I, knee. like that. Yeah, on a bum knee. None of those security staff were stopping me that night. You know, oh my God. not not at all. Yeah, that's your first time at a casino. Yeah, it was his first time in Vegas ever. Going yeah, I did. A, I did a casino wow. boat, a casino boat once, like twenty years ago. You know, like one of these, they take you out in international waters for an hour or two hours, and you come back. And then uh, on one of my cruises, I went to the casino because it was a, a trade show out at sea, and everybody got twenty dollars to spend at the right. casino. I put like twenty dollars, like on black at roulette. I lost. I walked away, and then I never went back to the casino. So, uh, I mean, Kevin yeah. wouldn't even pay to go any, you know, to go to Wolfgang Pucks to have a good meal while he was in Vegas. You think he's gonna put his money? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a casino <laughs> guy either. I'm not a gambler. Yeah, I'm not I, 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 I will buy. I will buy a dollar scratch off, and if I don't win, it's like it's like a. Uh, a Joe Exotic. <laughs> I will never financially recover from this. <laughs> Aaron, I'll, like, we'll leave Kevin at home. You and I will go. We'll yeah. It's yeah, a, I, I really, I didn't know that. You know, I'm not a gambler. Yeah. The only time when I was in Vegas for a meeting, my buddy and I, because the, 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 the crowds would be so big around the elevators, we'd go to the bar, you put $20 in the, the, the little video game, mm-hmm. and then they just give you beers for free. And I just sit there and 25 cents or 50 cents along the way. Yep. Just just doing this. I I don't care if I win or lose. All I care about is I know I'm gonna drink more than twenty dollars in beer. Yeah. So so I'm gonna make out no matter what. And mm-hmm. that's really the, the only thing I've done in casinos. I don't know. I I've I've been to Vegas before and I have definitely gambled. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I didn't even like so I'm I not a huge gambler either, but I was in Vegas. What was I not? I'm not going to. Right. You got to try. Vegas. Yeah. Go. I got... And I grew up going to Atlantic City. My, you know. Oh, like, yeah. You're Jersey my... AC. That's yeah. Right. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I got kicked off the Jersey black table. Jersey Shore. Like. I got kicked off yeah. the blackjack table in, in Vegas. Oh, there you go. 
I did. It was, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I sat down with my buddy. I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a try. And then he's like, you know, we, we play as a group, as a team. And we're trying to, to, to beat the, the dealer. And he's like trying to explain this to me. And then finally they're like, listen, you're not, you're not part of the team here. Like, I go, but I'm winning. Like, oh. yeah, but we're all loot. Get the hell out of here. And, and, uh, you know, you say that, Kara. I didn't know that either until Buddy mine uh, um, that, uh, owns a tattoo shop that, that I go to. He's, he said that too. First time he went to a casino to play blackjack, he didn't know that you played as a, like everybody was trying to beat the dealer. And mm-hmm. then uh, he almost got kicked out. And then I guess they told him, you know, how to, how to play. Yeah. And like then, you stole my card. You should have yeah. just passed. I would have done that. We would have gotten him. He would have gotten the queen. And then the dealer leans over to me and goes, the dealer leans over to me and goes, I really think yeah. you need to go. I was yeah. Like, <laughs> They're going to kill you. And I looked at my buddy and I go, Gene, he goes, he's from Long Island. He goes, dude, I got to be with them. Get the fuck yeah. Out of here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't know that either at one point. I thought it was all every man for himself. I didn't know that uh, everybody was uh, supposed to be playing as a team. So, you know, yeah, all don't, was, yeah that's I'm it. I doing the same thing. I was just like, I'm going to keep winning. They're like, no. But we're losing, so you're leaving. We're losing, and I think you need to go get a drink. Yeah. Oh God, but yeah, Aaron said that the it's the uh, uh, the, the guys you don't see, you know, like in the street Yo, clothes. Yeah, I'm proud, you know, yeah, Brian. It, yeah, it, it it's true. I can I can vouch for that. The ones that aren't in uniform are the ones that are much more specialized. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's what they're there for. You're not supposed to know. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, you, Kevin, you're making fun of all the decoys. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I no wonder gr- George Clooney could rob places like this. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> look, look at me. Look at these guys. And what's sad, Carrie, is it's something stupid that Kevin would say, too, like really loud. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> let me get my own, my own. Let me go get 10 more. We'll do our own Ocean's got 11. Got a long beard. Got a long beard. Yeah. Pelican, Pelican, Pelican. Yeah. Uh, that, that's it. But, uh. But yeah, it was a cigar uh, prop hat. The cigar, he, he, yeah. his cigar prop. He made that yeah. very clear earlier on. Oh my god! But yeah, I mean, and a lot of the good times were just was hanging out after the show or before the show. Oh, yeah. You know, like yep. before the show Saturday. You know, went down to the bar. You know, met Craig, a couple people down there, and just hanging out when there, you know, not two hundred people around. There's only fifty mm-hmm. people. Yeah. You know, which which makes it which makes and their it music nice. was just so stinking loud at night. You had to yell to have a conversation. Uh, yeah, I, I I never understood that. You know, it's like if you got a group of people, obviously they want to hear, you know, themselves talking in these conversations. So um, yep. I I don't know how they could make that better because um, everybody wants to get together, relax. You know, the only thing like I said where where we had like the the cocktail reception care and then the uh, uh, the breakfast the night the day before. That was in like its own convention hall. Mm-hmm. That was probably two hundred thousand square feet. I mean, it was it was massive. I mean, it right. was just. A, and then they had these ta- just tables set up. You know, that would have been a cool place to have. You know, bars like I said the, the cocktail reception the night before. They probably had eight bars set up. Like you were yeah, never yeah. waiting, and it was an open bar. You never had to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to get your drink. So that would have been nice if they could have made that just the place to go to at night you know just right. just to hang out you know have you know bring in tables comfy chairs you know lounges and then had like a dozen of these little sections you know set up where you could just hang out and relax 
Yeah, so, yeah. but um, but yeah. yeah, to have have the one bar like in the middle of the casino, <coughs> that was that was tough. Yep. <laughs> well, those rooms, if you wanted, if they wanted to get those rooms in the evening for 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 additional lounge time, you know, I'm sure that's that's extra cash, right? Yeah, that's yeah, I, I, for those rooms, you know, yeah. like, Tim, you said you've done all events, and I've been to enough of those different meetings that I've been to. I, I actually I got food poisoning when I was in Vegas last. Oh, fun! Ain't, ain't nothing like uh, the buffet with bad ribs. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and now, now the one thing they did mention, Kara, at the uh, the breakfast on um, Saturday before the uh, the show started, was they were, um, so it, it's locked in for next year uh, back at Vegas. But for 2024, they are taking uh, um, uh, people's suggestions that the, there's only one other place that it can move to, and it's New Orleans. Uh, really? Yeah. Really? So I, I, they said that they they reached out across the country, and they had you know all, obviously you know all these parameters. We got to have the you know room for this amount of people, smoking. and the stick the sticking point, smoking. Yeah. So out, of, out yeah. of everything that came back, I guess there was only one place. That was a, a viable I'm option. Was uh, was New Orleans, but then they did say the only downfall is there's no hotel, so you have to stay outside the convention. So, um, you know, you, you know, they said there's plenty of hotels, I guess, around that area, but mm -hmm. there was no hotel convention. What, what's so, what's the status on the Hard Rock? Are they rebuilding it after it, like, you know? Oh, down there at a, uh, in New Orleans? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked up to see what they were yeah. doing with that after it collapsed. But, Maybe um, you ought to make a uh, a push uh, for Ocean Springs, Mississippi, and have it down at the uh, casinos at Ocean Springs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, uh, the the riverboat, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's yeah plenty of casinos down there. You can smoke in a casino. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't I don't know if I'd want to do New Orleans. It's probably just a, it's a different type of heat and mugginess, and uh, and then it would be oh, earlier yeah. in the year. I think they said. April April or May would be New Orleans, but it would be back July, you know, um, if they did uh, um, the Venetian again. So, oh, I don't think in April it's that. I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't know about New you, Tim. Orleans? Yeah, I mean, I what, what are your thoughts about I, – I liked staying at the hotel. I liked not having to leave. What, what, were your, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, if – if my event brain turns on the the data on that says you actually get more people to attend if it's all in one place because otherwise they've got to have an uber ride every day or they got to mm -hmm. rent a car and do all those different things which is great for money for travel and tourism mm -hmm. for that city or that county you know that location area but you will not get as many people to register if they have to worry about transportation every day because the convenience of oh i forgot such and such i gotta run back to my room yeah completely goes away I, I, I didn't think about that. So, yeah, uh, that, that is right, you know, about, you know, if you happen to need something, but the ride over, you know, mm -hmm. so it, it was nice. You know, we, you know, we got a, a bus from the airport to the Venetian, and then I took an Uber back to the uh, the airport. You know, that, but, yeah, not needing to go anywhere. For, right. Strictly all you're going to be doing is the event. But, like, when Kevin and I do go and do stuff, we do try to turn it into a trip. So I want to be where the action is. I want to go do stuff, you know, other than just the event. So for me, I wouldn't care if it was at the. Yeah, I, I think that because that's what we talked about next event. year. If we, if we do the PCA and uh, we, def, you know, we definitely considering it. But yeah, just getting a couple extra days in, 
right. you know, to be able to do, like turning it into an you know, other, you know, you know, turning right. it into a vacation, either coming in a couple days prior or staying a couple days after and, and well, doing what something. What I would like to do is go to Colorado, California, and then Vegas and do like a long trip. Yeah. Know? But I think, Tim, but, you're talking about listen, vendors too, right? I mean, when, when, when you're talking about. I it's mean, all it's, encompassing. It's, it's all encompassing, but when you're really talking about folks that are going to be there for the business and the vendors uh, to fly in, stay at the, at the spot, take the elevator down, go to the yep. convention center. If you forget something, you can go back up to your room. You're not worrying about traveling far, you know, far distances and say, "Hey, do you have the uh, sales binder?" Oh shit, I forgot back in my room. Let me go freaking get an yeah. Uber. There's that. And, there's bringing in more product. There, there's all yeah. sorts of different things. Restocking. You know, oh, I got to get access to the loading dock because I yep. got to bring in my backup supplies. All those other factors go into it. I mean, let's face it. If you don't have it a place where they can, they can have a hotel where everybody can stay. It, you're literally bringing an event to a town where every single motel six is going to be booked mm -hmm. and yeah. you're going to need hundreds of Airbnbs. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and the one thing I didn't know, you're talking about, you know, like uh, the loading docking area. Um, Saka was telling me that most of the people, like they leave their stuff out there all year round. You know, they, they pay, you know, they pay, yeah, a you company can pay for that, storage. Yeah. They, they pay a company. He doesn't pay the hotel. It's an outside storage mm -hmm. company. Yep. But yeah. He said it's like four grand a year. You know, mm -hmm. to put everything in crates and everything just stays out there, you know, yep. all, yeah, I can't, all, all I can year round. I think that that's what JC Newman does with her big, <laughs> yeah. Play. Oh, yeah. yeah. Break it down and store it out there. Well, JC Newman last year, uh, um, they didn't know uh, when they built that El Rolo, they didn't build it to be reassembled. So uh, they actually mm -hmm. had to build a whole new one this year. Oh, wow. And they said they, they took that into consideration this year to where it can be broken down, stored, and then they can use it again. <laughs> I'm sure when it came to breaking that down last time, I was like, hey, uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Oops. We should have thought this through. Oops. Get yeah. the saw. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So oh, absolutely man. crazy. So, but yeah. All in all, fun time. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it. Sounds and like uh, a lot of a lot of good times. It was. And frankly, Vegas for me is a good spot for it because um, I can drive there and yeah. it's it, it's very nice for me. And that's a convenience factor, obviously, being able to drive there and back in, you know, three and a half, four hours um, because I don't have to fly anywhere. I mean, for TPE and, and PCA to both be in Vegas, it makes it much, much more financially manageable for me. Well, let's be I'm fair, sure. too. I feel like, you know, us being in Florida, we get we get a lot of good stuff cigar wise, oh, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, there's yep. not that kind of, uh, same feel like where you are, you know? So yep. it, you know, I feel like the, the little bit you guys do have, it would be a shame for anybody to continuously take that away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and if I had a choice, I said, it. I mean, I would just, I would choose Vegas mm -hmm. just for the fact that at any time that I wanted, you know, that, you know, when my knee was hurting, I could just have gone up to the room and yeah. just relaxed yeah. for a little bit and then just come back down. You know, unfortunately I wasn't able to, you know, because, you know, I only had the one day there. Mm -hmm. So, it, so it kind of sucked, but, um, but yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still, still recovering. Oh, I'm know, sure. From, from that. Can, so. can I steal your thunder yeah, for a second care? Yeah. No, right. good. I, I was just going to ask, this is more for Tim because, you know, Kevin, I hear you all the time. 
what kind of like advice would you give to anyone who was thinking about going to the PCA? Like what would be like, maybe like the top three things that they should. For like someone like their first time or something going. Yeah. Or... And as you know, and it doesn't necessarily, I guess it should be from like media, but you know. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that makes sense. Like the other bloggers, you yeah. know, that, you know, like, yeah. like, Dan, like Daniel, if he didn't go, you know, mm -hmm. what would be, yeah, that's a, that's a good question, Jess. So, a, a couple bits of advice. One would be um, to plan for the things that you don't expect to take place. Plan for the, oh, you know, we were going to go eat here and that place is booked for the next four hours and I don't want to eat at 10 o'clock at night. So I'm going to have to go somewhere on the strip. Budget about an extra 20% in spending money for eating out, for getting a drink at the bar, whatever it is. Um, but when it comes to equipment and all of that, if you're going to be doing interviews and things of that nature, bring extra batteries, bring extra SD cards. I mean, from a content creator standpoint, you have to have more equipment than you need. Now that doesn't mean, you know, roll around with a big, you know, case everywhere, yeah. but, but bring more than what you think you're going to need, uh, because you're, you're going to need it if something fails, whether it's a battery stops charging and a number of different things. Um, but when you're at these events, if you're recording audio for content, for interviews, whatever it may be, um, you've got to have a good system. You've got to have a good uh, good set of equipment. And if you're going, oh, but I don't know if I can spend this or spend that, you, you've got to make a decision. Do you want to be known as a good content creator that puts out content that is clear to hear and, and is also visually appealing? Or do you want to just be somebody else that's in the noise of getting an interview with whoever the person is? So bring extra money, bring extra equipment with you that you don't know whether you're going to need it or not, but in an emergency, you're going to need it um, and, and make sure that you've got good equipment. And then the last one, honestly, have the guts to walk up to somebody that you don't know. Have the guts to walk up to a Pete Johnson. Have the guts to walk up to a Steve Saka, a Dion Giolito. I mean, all these different people, because... At the end of that, and I can't tell you how many conversations I had like this, they're normal, regular people too. Well, I'll, I'll caveat the normal. That's an asterisk there. But um, <laughs> but they're, they're people too. And, you know, they want to engage with you. They want to talk with you. So don't walk up and be like, um, hi, I'm, I'm so-and-so. Is it okay if? Because they expect you to walk up and be like, hi, I'm Tim Long, Cigar Show Tim. I create content. Can I get 10 minutes of your time? That's what they Absolutely. want. So y you've got to have the guts to not worry about um, potentially, you know, looking awkward. Act like you know what you're doing. Be confident in what you're doing, but also be very clearly spoken so that they know they're talking to somebody that is going to put out content that's engaging and that is well spoken. Well, right, and and factual, like who care about the actual cigar community and what yes. you know their pro, like what yeah. their products are. Yeah, I, I would say be be prepared. As in, you know, if you're going to have an interview, you know, be prepared for that interview. If you're just going to, you know, like like Tim said, you know, it's just you know, it's like you know, he he does his, you know, we're shooting off the cuff. But I but I know Tim has a game plan of what yeah. he wants to wants to talk about, and then. Just know that most of the those guys that you're going to talk to, they're booked up, you know, oh, yeah. like, you know, like two don't weeks before the show, yeah. like they're, they're done. You know, like I said the only way of getting an interview and don't expect to come to the show and get an interview if you don't have an appointment. Now, there yeah. are times, you know, like, you know, like Sokka said a couple of times, like, hey, just keep, you know, I didn't have anything with him because I, I didn't plan on going out. And he made sure he told me, he goes, 
if you keep walking by, just make eye contact. You know, if he's about to like, you know, and a couple people said that if they're about to wrap up, I'll, I'll give you the, Hey, you know, we're, we're wrapping up early. I, I got some time, you know? So if, if you don't have a game plan, talk to the manufacturers, like, Hey, you know, do you have, you know, anything possible, you know, that you can, you can get me in, but yeah, batteries, batteries is the, the downfall of, of everybody. You know, I had, you know, two rechargeable packs, you mm-hmm. know, my, my handheld and then one in my pocket just in case, yep. you know, and anything, anything happened, you know, it's yeah. Be, be, be prepared and then be prepared to throw that game plan out the window. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that's it. So, all right. I think that's, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up for the night. So, that's right. good. Thanks for sharing all the experiences guys. I mean, that was, uh, it was great watching, uh, you know, w- watching the different videos and checking things out while it was occurring. And I'm looking for, uh, for, for all the different reviews, Tim coming mm-hmm. out, the different cigar reviews and then also more content and Kevin, whatever you yep. got up your sleeve. Um, uh, and yeah, I, yeah I, I, your... I put, I put out all my stuff. I'm done. So well, you still have, I, no, I, 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 I have some pictures, but the other Nat, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I kind of half-assed it. You know, I, and <laughs> Like I said, I let the real media guys like Tim take care of everything. No, you. you oh, know, I wouldn't put me in that category of real media there, people, but there, Kevin also a couple times didn't hit record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was only I think I missed. I think I dropped. <laughs> I, well, no, what was Ed? Ed, oh, you know, drop, drop right. two. Oh. oh. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we didn't get a. Uh, um, Blame the non-hired help. Yeah, we, we, oh, we yeah, right. yeah we didn't get stolen throne and one other person. So at least at least it didn't reverse record like I did, Jess. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell care, go ahead and tell Tim that uh since we were talking about Rabbit Air earlier. So I got the Rabbit Air A3 and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be, you know, I've done other unboxing before, but I'm gonna really put forth this great effort. I got the cameras, the lights, everything's lined up. And um <clears throat> I'm trying to like, you know, do it myself. Thanks, Jennifer, for the help. And um, and I'm trying to hit record and, and 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 record all this content. When I went back and I was like, I'd record and I'd hit pause or stop. And then I kind of re- rearranged. I hit pause. I recorded all my pauses and I stopped when I was recording. So there's about 15 minutes of me. Of, a, of an angry old man. Of an angry old man. Setting stuff up, moving. No, I don't want to hear. Oh, why is that light so bad? There, look over going. What the fuck's his filter? What the? What the? It just—it was just care, like say, with his instruction manual, like the hell? I don't, what the? You know what the? What's the mounting bracket? What's oh, magnetic? That's funny. Oh, that's funny. Uh, that's funny. Let me see if I got everything angled. Okay, I look yeah. good. Yeah, let me record right. this. Click, and then it clicks to me again, going. Oh, this box, this sponges. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's that, Jess? Nothing. I was just. Gotta wrap it up. Okay, we so give, we got a giveaway. All right, Tim. Was thank my you. story hey, going too like, long, Jess? Hey, was yeah. my story going too long? Yeah. Yeah. Got some stuff to take care of. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, Tim. Thank you so much for coming on you, and, uh, and, and oh, thank you guys. Us, and uh, hope hope you feel better and it doesn't spread to the rest of you. I think your family's already got it from yeah. But yeah, it's. It wouldn't surprise me if I got it from them and then went there and it started to set in. Yeah, you because my boys super... were sick a week and a half, uh, week yeah. week and a half ago. You uh, were the super spreader. It was you, no, you know. The but uh, yeah, yeah, it's so, the kids. Your monkey. That's it. Yep. So, 
All right, man. Thank you very much for coming on tonight. Absolutely. Have a good one, guys. Right, yep, you too, guys. Talk to you later. Uh, next week, we have actually uh, um, uh, some exciting people on next week, as we do each and every week. Um, so next week, we have uh, Tim Young and former Delta Force Master Sergeant Norm Hooten from Hooten and Young Cigars. A lot of people may know who, uh, uh, Hoot from Black Hawk Down. Like the movie, he was the character who in, and he was actually part of, you know, the Black Hawk Down, was it Somalia, Mag Mogadishu, the whole, uh, um, yeah. what the movie was based off of. Yeah. Um, they do have a Hooten and Young Cigars um, made by Z at Cordoba Morales. I believe Z is going to be joining us as well. So we're going to be trying to focus mainly on the cigars. They do have their, um, I don't know, it's either whiskey or bourbon. I'm not quite sure if they do have a spirit as well. So we're going to be um, talking about the cigars, how they got into the, the cigars and the spirits. And I'm sure we'll have questions, you know, um, on the, uh, um, you know, their, their past and their history and where they, where they came from. You know, we definitely don't want to focus on, cause I'm sure it's what everybody wants to hear, you know, black Hawk down, black Hawk down, but we'll try and focus on the, and the cigars and the spirits or have an uh, Eric Bana play you in the movie. Yeah. So, uh, um, care is, I, I am going to do the, the research on the cigar side care. You, you try and you'll do the, you'll weave in the, uh, the, the movie stuff. Well, we actually back, back in my hometown of Pennsylvania, well area where I lived in Pennsylvania, one of the areas boiling Springs, <laughs> um, <clears throat> was home to one of the snipers that requested to be dropped um to protect the uh the black hawk that went down um and they named the uh um the post office after him Shugart. um and it, it what what's what's crazy in that movie it's a very just a very small part of the movie but when you read about it it's just very intense because you had two guys who knew they were diving down and not going to make it, but they, but the general said, I want them on the intercom and I want to hear it from them that their request and be dropped. And they were like, yes, drop us down. Boom. That was the last they seen of them. Oh man. So yeah, you definitely, definitely got to bring, bring that up. So it yeah, be, uh, I don't know if I really want to bring all that up. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. I'll, let, I'll let you decide what you want. Yeah. Jessica, I'll tread lightly around that one. Yeah, was, I hear you. Yeah. I can, yeah. I can, I can feel her finger going like this. Like, that, that, that's it. So, uh, all right. So make sure you're following cigar prop producer, Jessica and Caribbean hunt and all the, uh, um, of Stogie road cigars on all the social medias. Uh, links are in the show notes down below. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, all the links are just to the Instagram pages. We can't list to specific websites, but obviously if you go to the Instagram pages, you can figure it out from there. Um, so thank you to JC Newman Cigars, Cigar Medics, and Mandola Cigars. We are the muscle. Excelsior Tobacco, makers of the Doña Lydia, one of the cigars I smoked tonight. I'm smoking the last cowboy from Sinistro right now. Ooh, nice. Um GTO cigars, those who know smoke GTO, Corona cigar, and of course Drew Estate and Experience Acid. Care. July twenty second, I'm uh, going to be I'm doing an event at Boda Cigars here in Greenville, South Carolina. We're going to be coming out Boda uh, starting about four thirty, and we are going to have the deconstructed barber poles tonight night. Oh, absolutely fantastic! So. Uh, everybody, make sure you hit up that event if you're in the area. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you next week with uh, Hooten and Young Cigars.